welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Nicolas Cage! Nicolas Cage! The only man crazy enough to actually consume global milk. Nicolas Cage! A subsidiary of Rampathia Productions. DDT, some people are poor and others are posh. Some people are. are... Okay, forget it. Okay. Josh! Hello, Josh. How are you? It's me, your old buddy, Data Snyder. The voice of none of your damn business. But also the voice as a character, none of your damn business. Also the voice of Master Shake. So, uh, I have to say this is, uh, I'm not the smartest guy in the whole world. But this is the craziest request I've ever got. And that is for your birthday. Happy birthday. But it's all words I understand. But the order of them are relatively demented. Ah, but who cares? So I, I know you, it's your birthday. Uh, you just got out of jail. Uh, you saw a Forbidden Centaur video. Uh, we know about the horse. These are all things I don't know, but I'm, I'm saying them like I really mean it. And I hear you love Space Jam. The new one or the old ones? Because here's a little secret. None of them are good. But, listen, whatever had to get you through for your uh, grave robbing convictions when you were in the big house, or as jail, jail's the little house, you're in the slammer. Ahem! You got a job at the global milk plant. Well, congratulations. Any, uh, is that like dairy milk, or what are we talking about? Uh, but if you want a cocaine instead... Timmy pays good if you stick your fingers in his mouth and change his diapers. Happy birthday! Now, all those, I'm sure you means a lot to you. Unfortunately, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I feel like I have onset dementia right now. Words are coming out I don't understand. But Michael, ah, Michael, he just wanted to know how much he cares for you. How much that he paid me. Uh, he paid me about $13 for this. But, you know, I made a lot of bad life choices, and I frankly, I need the money. I, I'll take anything I can get at this point. That's the problem. But in any event, Josh, <clears throat> happy birthday to you. Hey! Oh, by the way, we have a new Aqua Teen movie coming out. I don't know when, but in a couple months. So, you know, don't get excited and don't get back in jail before then. So hold off on, uh, you know... Getting cocaine from Timmy. Or whatever you have to do for that guy. Jesus Christ. Just, just stay away from Timmy, it sounds like. Anyway, we got a new movie coming out. And we have new animated shorts coming out. So both of those should be real exciting for you. Get Michael to pay for them. Since he's such a big spender. Gave me all 13 bucks for this. Uh, but he said it was his last 13 bucks. So to a normal person, that'd be like, you know, $150. So I'm... I'm looking at it as a positive experience on my end. Very positive experience. In any event, happy birthday, dear Josh. Happy birthday to you. Now, that was your birthday gift from Michael. 
Now here's your birthday gift from me. <clears throat> Outgoing voicemail message. Starring me as Master Shake. Hello. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure, that sounds interesting. Hey, listen. Josh can't come to the phone right now. This Master Shake, I'm taking care of all his affairs for him now. Make sure he's getting everything all straightened out. So uh, you just leave a message and I'll listen to it and decide if I should give it to him or not. If it sounds important or something. Anyway, leave a message at the beep. Boop. <laughs> it wasn't the beep at all. It's be making a beep noise. I guess uh, maybe now you know why you get kicked over to voicemail all the time there. All right, leave a message, sucker. Welcome, everybody, to episode 41 of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash. And as My wife heard, is sexually unfulfilled. What? <laughs> <laughs> as you guys just heard, I opened the show with a very special birthday message from one Mr. Dana Snyder. To our very own Professor Pickman. I, words can't <laughs> express how fucking funny this joke turns out. Oh, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, he knows about the horse. Is that like dairy milk? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a few things. We'll talk about this for a few minutes. Um, Josh, I heard it was your birthday, and I got with Mike, and I was like, I'm going to, again, once again, I'm going to go on Cameo to see if there's, like, an affordable person, and me and Mike were going back and forth, and he was like, you know what, what about Dana Snyder? And I was like, son of a bitch, let's try it. <laughs> and they have this thing listed where there's, like, 24-hour availability, uh, but then you have to pay them, like, a crazy upcharge. Uh, and when you ask for a Skype request, you're limited in the amount of characters for things you can request. So me and Mike packed in as much goofy shit as we could in 250 characters. <laughs> and that was Dana Snyder confused and disturbed reading all the shit we wrote and mixing some of it up. Um, and hilariously, he hates Space Jam. Which oh is man! Funnier. <laughs> I love that. I <laughs> um, was fantastic. Oh. I was expecting him just to be like, read the bullet points, "Happy Birthday" by, and he went on for like three minutes yep. of just insane Dana Snyderness. We're getting an Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. We're getting some Aqua Teen shorts. He gave you a fucking voicemail, right? <laughs> like, uh, it was wait, fantastic. Wait, do you need me to cut that together for you and send it to you? I, I think I figured it out. I just haven't really had the time to okay. dive in and do it. Uh, let me know and I can send it to you if you need it. But uh, yeah, that and like he recorded it from some sort of bizarre arts and crafts space in his house. <laughs> like I I've watched the video probably a dozen times now and it's like it's same. Where yep. is he? Like there's ribbon. It looks like his wife's arts and crafts room. He he sent it too. There's there's like, a shelf full of vinyl toys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like Disney stuff. And like he sent the video at midnight. <laughs> it, it was just crazy. <laughs> it seems appropriate for Master Shake, though. It does. And uh, Jesus, look out for that Timmy. Just stay away from him. <laughs> 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 oh man 
I don't think he knew that like we weren't at all serious <laughs> in anything. <laughs> Uh, so, Josh, how was it uh, doing time in the slammer for grave robbing? <laughs> <laughs> it was, let me tell you, that was a tough time. It was a yeah. tough time. <laughs> in the, uh, oh, I was man. in the slammer. <laughs> the big house. No, the little house. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I can only oh. picture doing that with somebody very wholesome like Candace Cameron <laughs> or somebody. <laughs> oh, man. You know, just hearing like, oh, my, I can't say that. <laughs> Stick your fingers in Timmy's mouth. Why? Uh, uh, why do I why do I get the distinct feeling that like Richard Horvath would just yell it as Zim? <laughs> <laughs> he would. He absolutely would. Oh. So, uh, yeah, that worked out smashingly. And, and I, I thank you both immensely, because that was that was a hell of a surprise. You're, you're very welcome. You're welcome. Happy birthday. <laughs> and we don't have to start any kind of birthday war. This is just kind of a funny one and done that was... Uh, fucking hilarious that i don't know how we could get anything to come close to those kind of results ever again so uh, oh yeah i honestly i think dana snyder was the the only celebrity that we could have pulled to do that yeah uh yeah there i don't think there's anybody else on there that would so enthusiastically deliver and also be disturbed and confused <laughs> at the same time. I mean, maybe Edward Furlong, but he would just be really high and drunk. So yeah, <laughs> like, eh, Josh, I heard about the centaur porn. Uh, or Terry Busey. <laughs> All right, Josh, not going to lie. Me and Mike were really tempted, but he's the most expensive person I cameo. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, God, I believe it. I can just picture him like with it. We know about the centaur porn. <laughs> we know about the horse. Uh, Space Jam, like... too. I was almost in that. <laughs> you just got to, you need some extra money. You just got to stick your fingers in Timmy's mouth. <laughs> And I could totally picture Edward Furlong being like, oh, wow, I know Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> He's I've done people. that, man. Uh, I looked up Gilbert Godfrey, but he was like 500 bucks. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, no. no, thank you. Yeah, but no. he would have been great to be like, we know about the horse. What the fuck is this that I'm reading? <laughs> Centaur uh, porn? A horse? What What the fuck is the horse? <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, the, the intention was, is you fucked a horse and <laughs> made a porn called Forbidden Centaur, and that's why you're in jail. <laughs> and it just went <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> yeah. And Dana Snyder just <laughs> went with it <laughs> and had a blast. Oh, oh man some people are poor some people are posh gosh <laughs> i don't fucking know oh <laughs> uh, i will say this after after that happened i've been on an aqua teen kick i've been re-watching a bunch of the episodes <laughs> oh god 
And as much as I love Master Shake, I love Carl. Oh, God, yeah, Carl's great. <laughs> I used to just quote Carl out of context to abuse myself. I used to Same. go... Hey there, Mr. Food Monster. <laughs> Just because I thought it was such a funny line. Uh, I oh, often see, say, enough talking with the dogs here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know why, but I like one of my favorite things from that series ever is the, uh, oh, you didn't touch it, did you, Carl? Because it's got to set up for three days. I uh, put some soap in there, too, but I don't know if it's going to work because it's laundry soap, but... I'm hoping like hell that it does. <laughs> wait, 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 Josh. Lordy, lordy, look who's turning 40, 40. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> oh. For context on that, when we were driving to Texas, for whatever reason, I had just watched that episode of Aqua Teen like the night before we left. And once we hit the first stage of sleep deprivation, for whatever reason, I just kept belting out Markula going, Lordy, Lordy, look who's turning 40, 40. And every time I said it, Josh just lost his shit. (laughs) Which is (laughs) an ongoing thing along with, look, there's a horse. Like, Oh, and how many times did we, how many times did we listen to Black Box? Everybody, 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 everybody. Oh, that was a trip of insanity. Ow. (laughs) You guys are fucking nuts in that you were like, let's just skip sleep. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, that was more me skipping sleep because Josh actually like he, he he was able to fall asleep. When we were, God, maybe like what, 18 hours into the trip at that point, you you know, it was my turn to drive and and Josh was able to just like curl up in the seat like a puppy and go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sitting there like high on monster and like truck stop coffee. (laughs) I'm sitting there just like hearts pounding so hard I can hear it. I'm like, I'm going to die. This isn't okay. I am one of those people that, like, I get to a point where I become a complete fucking monster where I need to sleep and I need to eat. And, like, I will just be like, all right, fuck it. I am going to sell blood to get money to get a hotel room (laughs) because I need to get some sleep. Toward toward the end of the trip, we did stop at a, uh, a Walmart and I bought a neck pillow. And as soon as I put that on, I was out. And I don't think I properly woke up until we arrived at our destination. I believe you are correct. <laughs> I know there was like a couple times where I woke up, talked to you, and then fell asleep again. So, yeah. It yeah, was, I think it's interesting. It wasn't, it really wasn't until, uh, and for anyone listening that has any idea of what uh, Austin is like during South by Southwest, it no. is not fun. Uh, and I was driving a very large U-Haul truck. <laughs> through Austin in the middle of South by. So there were points where I woke Mike up to be like, I need help navigating. <laughs> I was like, all right, 42 back asleep. Yep. <laughs> now, Josh, you moved down there for Ruth. A uh, little bit for Ruth, a little bit just to, you know, get a change of pace. Um, I don't want to talk about the circumstances that landed me 
uh, initially back in Western New York because that was just a, a shit show of a time. Yeah, great, Robert. But, you know. but it was, um, yeah, no, there were, uh, uh, aside from Ruth, there's, there was, uh, and is, uh, just as inactive because of COVID, uh, designer toy community down here. Uh, I was able to transfer my work uh, at the time I was working for Regal, so I could just transfer down to a location here. Uh, plus, I love the heat. Yeah, that's one know. thing. <laughs> one thing I've never understood. I was like, I, I love you dearly, Josh, but my God, you're like a lizard. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, you have fun like basking on rocks, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> I, yeah, I know that is. I, was at, I remember many a toy hunt where I'm like in shorts and a t-shirt and I'm sweating profusely and you're in like a full blown suit and not a drop <laughs> of sweat on you. I'm like, how is this happening? It's uh, it's not that different in Texas. <laughs> Although, uh, to be fair, over the years, my, my wardrobe has definitely gotten to the point where it's just like, ah, nice pair of slacks and a t-shirt. I'm happy. Whatever. <laughs> I'm old. What does it matter? <laughs> so, I'm going to segue from Josh's birthday, which was awesome, uh, to Heart Crate, which doesn't look like it's happening. And I am left with a giant pile of stuff that I bought, assuming that I would be doing Heart Crate. Uh, which begs the question what the fuck? to do with all this shit now guys i am open to any ideas up into including doing our own thing just to get rid of shit Mm. because really i can't give away like girls arts and crafts products as giveaways on the show to the same five people that enter the contest every time i do have access to a network in western new york of um people who do foster care good friend of mine i don't think she listens to the show but is a avid foster mom and i talked to her and she said yes there is a network we all talk we have a secret facebook group so i do have access and i could say like hey we got this this is what we want to do or i just me personally if you guys don't want the responsibility but you also open yourself up to that responsibility and that precedent of, oh, you did this good thing. Can you do more of it? Or I don't fucking know. But I, I literally have a shelf in my basement that's got superhero toys, Transformers, wrestlers, LOLs, arts and crafts, comics, all this shit. But I'm, like, tired of bothering the guys at Heart Crate. I think they've got their own thing going on right now. And it's just not in the cards. I mean, I think donation to, like, foster care, I think that's a really good idea. I agree. It's doable, but it means a little more work on our end to kind of make it cool. Uh, Not much, mind you, but, um, you know, if we're going to give a kid a personalized crate, I'm using quotation fingers here, which would just be a box from Walmart, uh, I'd reach out to some of our artistic friends to maybe draw on the box and make it look cool. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But, I mean, the contents of the box are 99% taken care of. Uh, It would literally just be me reaching out, finding these kids to sponsor until I'm all out of stuff to give away. 
And at that point is the question is asked, do I want to continue? <laughs> Josh? Uh, I just have this great mental image of like someone decking out on a box to look like, you know, a giant toilet. Writing, <laughs> writing on the side of it, like, enjoy the shit. <laughs> Dear Skype. Just dropping it off, and a, dropping it off at a kid that, like, dressed up looking like a garbage man and be like, hey, kids, here's your box of shit. Enjoy. <laughs> enjoy foster care, you little shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know why that was so funny to me, but it was. That is funny. We'll talk about it later. We'll figure it out. Um, next step, the thing that I always forget, plugs. Mike, as always, you've got Home Invasion Month coming up on The Boogeyman's Closet. Indeed. What's the first uh, movie out the door? Uh, Don't Breathe. That will uh, actually be going up after we're done recording this. Um, and then following that will be The Strangers from, uh, cool. I think it's, what, 2007? Um, looking forward to recording that one because I have a feeling I'm going to be odd man out. But um, In that you don't like it or that you like I, it? I can't stand that movie. <laughs> I, I absolutely I, hate it. I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like, both, both of them I, are trash. I like the sequel a little better. Oh, I hate them both. Uh, but generally speaking, I'm not a fan of home invasion films. Uh and don't breathe is hilarious because they made a franchise. They turned a hero into a guy who locks women in his basement and rapes them. I mean, well, Freddy the... Krueger has a questionable background. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing I, I really like about Don't Breathe is nobody is a likable character. Everybody is a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, like, they're all assholes. And and I've like that's that's something I, I remember arguing with people about Three from Hell, where everyone was like, "Well, you know, the 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 Fireflies are assholes," and it's like, right, they're villains. <laughs> Like, you're not supposed to like them. Like, what What part of this didn't you understand from the last film? Like, I, I prefer uh, when you're going to do, like, a crazy movie like that, just have nobody be likable and just dare the audience to empathize with villains. Because that's, that's an interesting concept to me. But that's for another show. Um we uh, we have our uh, our new Raised by Rentals episode coming out, I believe, later this week. Uh, it's going to be our uh, Matt Foley episode. So in a van down by the river. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> From what I understand, you haven't been using your rentals for raising things, but for rolling doobies. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you on that one? No, but now I wish he was. <laughs> um, oh, Matt Foley. I that's, that's real. I I very randomly quoted him last night. So <laughs> I don't think there's a heretic party this week, but I talked to the guys at heretic party, and at some point they want to come on and talk about what it was like growing up in a strict Christian household in the '80s and the '90s and wanting to play with toys. Oh, man, uh, I am so into that conversation. I had, I think everybody kind of had that friend growing up of that Butters kind of kid mm-hmm. that was really cool and really, you know, wanted to play with the things you had, but his parents were like strict assholes. Yeah. And it's like I had uh, some friends growing up that their mother was a complete fucking monster and would not let them play with anything that had guns or that was violent 
Oh, and it was like I felt so bad for them because you can't enjoy the eighties, right? <laughs> you know, like I'm sorry. How can, how can you properly grow up in the eighties unless you play a game of this is my RoboCop toy? He's going to shoot all the other toys in the dick, right? <laughs> Which wait, I, I'm sorry. This is a perfect segue though. I I, I recently started playing Mortal Kombat 11 again. Yeah. Um, I had no idea that RoboCop. Because, uh, I mean, he's in the game, but RoboCop has a brutality that he shoots people in the dick. I didn't oh know that. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I, I, I stumbled upon that on, on YouTube because I'm like, I was looking up how to do different brutalities. And, yeah, he has one, like, he, he shoots them in the dick. <laughs> they all say different things. Like, every character says something before he shoots them in the dick. Female characters, too? He shoots the female characters in the face. Like he aims down and then he comes uh, okay. back up and shoots them in the face. Something that I love about Mortal Kombat 11. So I'm not good at Mortal Kombat. Like I stopped being remotely decent after part two because okay. of combos. Like I cannot, I don't have the muscle memory, but um, I'll watch videos until I'm blue in the face. Like I love watching people play. It's, it's a blast. And I'm, watching these videos of Mortal Kombat 11 with all the guest characters. And I'm like, wow, that's a really good Peter Weller impersonation. Who do they get to voice RoboCop? <laughs> Peter Weller. Fuck you, Peter Weller. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. That sounds just like Rambo. Who do they get? Oh, they got Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yep. They almost got Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, it's, it's crazy <laughs> that they actually, these guys are more than willing. Like Peter Weller doesn't hate RoboCop. He hates the costume. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't blame him. Uh, yeah. So that's cool that you get um, Peter Weller coming back to voice him in Mortal Kombat. And it also lends hope to the fact that, like, when that RoboCop game that they announced comes out, Peter Weller will be there as the voice. Oh, God, I uh, hope so. But that is super cool. Uh, I don't think there's any more podcasts or any other Red Pantheon news. Um, I'm sure we should just get a pre-recorded segment from Strasburg. <laughs> you know, like as Professor X, like, attention, Red Panthers, listen to this, do this. <laughs> and it's like an eight player arcade game. It'd be awesome. Um, show and tell, guys, I got something fun. Who Would wants get? a live unboxing? Oh, oh I got here right in front of me a package of Million Warriors that I picked up because I'm a crazy person. <laughs> oh, shit. How Let's many see how many doubles I got? <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Let's see if my theory about the codes on the bags is correct. Uh, so even more so because you said you know we had mentioned that friend that was like butter. As soon as you said show and tell, my brain just went. Well, not mine. Mine's an inch and a half, but it's cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm hung like a stallion. <laughs> Oh, I love it, these million warriors are totally I was at Walmart. I was about to grab them. And this guy was in front of me talking to his sons. And he was like, look at these things. They're awesome. They like fight each other like muscle men. And his kids were like, Dad, we want Beyblades. <laughs> so the code on the back is number six. And it looks like I've got nothing but duplicates. Again, this is my third time getting this assortment. Oof. Ooh. Yeah, I've. I've been lucky. I, I've bought uh, five, well, five packs total, four of the, the 10 packs and one of the 20 packs. And I only have six doubles total. Um, 
I have basically like a because I I just started putting them into like plastic cups. Mm-hmm. I was like, where do, where do I put these just for right now? Because you know everything here is chaos right now. Uh, right. But uh, I basically I'm basically at the point where I have like a full cup of figures and then a full cup of doubles. Yeah. Oh wow. I've got mine. My doubles are in a Ziploc bag. Although, and... to, to be fair, uh, only once did I get a solid full pack that was exactly the same. Uh, everything uh, else has just been, like, mixed in with other new stuff. This is a solid repack for me. Let me tell you who I got. Let me paint a visual picture of the $4 I just wasted. I've got the Toy Story alien guy, the green guy's clear green plastic with the three eyes mm-hmm. yep. picturing him i've got two guys with the goon body one guy who has a blue leisure suit and a handlebar mustache the other guy is like a luchador with cotton mouth yep they both suck i've got the guy with the sunglasses in the red suit looks like a putz i've got the weird leather fetish guy who's got like his face is burnt and he's got a blue body I've got two dudes with the fly body. Uh, one is fly guy because I keep getting him, and the other one is like eight eyes or something. Big okay, whoop. Okay. Uh, I got a Viking, and this is Ice Beard. I think he sucks. I got <laughs> the knight in golden armor and his like golden showers or whatever his name is, and <laughs> the frozen knight. Who is clear plastic? I guess that's fine. I'm thinking uh, that these are going to either end up as some sort of decoration, like in a big jar, or I'm going to put them in Easter eggs next year, which we will get back to later. Um, you know, you know what one I really want from the set? I want Frank. Who's Frank? He's the guy with the fishbowl head. <laughs> I don't have Frank. Yeah, he's really cool. I keep getting there's that weird alien who's like wearing a a pajama suit. I keep yep. getting him all the time too. Um, but I really need to start buying these from the same location, like you said. I keep randomly buying them at Walmart's, um, which is just probably adding up to like a twenty dollars a week habit. So you know, I could be smoking cigarettes too, I guess. Um, <laughs> other than that, I was telling Josh, Mike, before you hopped on, been hitting Dollar Trees again like a crazy person, and I picked up all of the new Final Faction. Oh, I can't find them yet. I want everything. Them. Uh, I'm holding two of them right now. So there are, there's an assortment of drones and there are three different like spider creatures. I don't know what you want to call them. One's a spider with a big gun for a tail. One is a big eyeball thing with three legs. And the other is a two pack of like killer ticks. I don't know what you want to call them. Space bugs. Space herpes. You done got space bugs. Uh, but you get two for a buck. 25, whatever. And they're awesome. And there's like holes in their backs, which only leads me to think that there's some sort of accessory coming out down the road. Um, or like they clip to something and I haven't figured it out yet. But they're all the legs are individually articulated. So you've got six articulated spider legs. They're freaking awesome. I got the new car and vehicle and its add-on. So it's like this weird kids power wheels space bug monster thing for the car to ride in uh i got there is a gun turret 
there is a, another robot and two new Karn and a bunch of accessory sets to go to previous guys. So like Karn accessory sets, accessory sets for the final faction. It's crazy. And I've got all of this for like less than $20. Let's see, that whole that whole line is just amazing. Um, I love it to death. Whoever is making these, I want to hug them because they're just the best. I would love to have spider monsters that have articulation for a dollar. 50 yeah. cents each as a kid. I would have bought the shit out of these and they would have ripped my G.I. Joe's to shreds. Yeah. Like this is Starship Troopers. Yep. At Dollar General. Um, on top of that, I found more new horror movies, uh, including some another Abominable Snowman movie. This is like the fifth one I have called Abominable, but it's a different one. <laughs> like zombie movies, like anytime I see a killer Bigfoot film, I got to get it. Um, mm-hmm. And Nightmare Shark, which is a cross between Nightmare on Elm Street and a shark movie. But a shark that kills you in your dreams. Which oh, I need to find that. As soon as I read that plot synopsis, I was like, "Sold American." That is amazing. Uh, whatever idiot thought that up, and let's do this on no budget. I was just like, "Absolutely, <laughs> I gotta watch that movie." <laughs> um, the only other thing to note I picked up is Studio Series Wheeljack, uh, who is really cool but very fiddly in the transformation. There's lots of like shifting panels around from robot mode to car mode. So ah. the bar, the bulk of the car panels, instead of being a shell former, like you would normally get lots of stuff is like on his legs and shifted around. And it's lots of like pull out, move, twist, pull, push, twist, like bop it, squeeze it to get it just right. And then when you're turning him into a car, there's lots of like, everything has to clip exactly in place. Or there's that one part that's always poking out. It's a little, little weird um not as good as braun or not braun uh yeah braun but uh worth it i think if you could find him on sale and so i have i haven't even seen him yet i've got the other like i got Soundwave, ravage shockwave uh braun and who is there oh rc is out right or is she coming out uh, uh ratchet oh ratchet yeah. that's the other one i got yeah ratchet i didn't get and, rc yet um yeah that's all of them and they're packed weird. I I have no problem finding Alita one. <laughs> you know, she's out of plenty, but that's the one nobody wants. Um, but they're cool. Uh, Josh, what'd you get? Uh, I went very NECA heavy this week. Uh, although I just need to point something out that I I just discovered scrolling through one of my feeds that I did not know and uh is is just a, a further head scratcher. So the uh the what is it the Dark Knight Returns Joker in the suit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh he comes with cigarettes. Hmm. He comes with cigarette smoking hands that are holding cigarettes, but they can't do guns. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the old naked Dark Knight Joker? No, no, the new McFarlane one that just came out. I just Heath Ledger Joker. Oh no, of the three Jokers, you mean? No, no, the the Dark Dark Knight. Frank, uh, Frank, uh, sorry, yeah, Frank, Frank Miller's Miller. Dark. Oh, uh, okay. Dark I'm, sorry. I'm thinking of uh, the movie Dark Knight. He comes. 
Yeah, no, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Uh, he's the Joker in the all-white suit, kind of big shoulders. Yep. That, wow. He comes with cigarette-smoking hands. But no guns. That, not allowed guns. No guns, but he has cigarette-smoking hands. All right. I don't want to defend McFarlane. But to be fair, the only accessory he really needs is the knife that goes in his eye. Uh, I don't think he even has that. Yeah. The Mattel one does. But anyway, yeah, I just that, I just felt it was worth pointing out because it was a moment like I saw the pictures and I had a moment of like, what? What, what the fuck? fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, uh, I said I went a little neck heavy this week and I got the. Um, let's see. I'll start. I'm I'm sorry. I'm deciding which order to to go in with these. Um, let's start with a uh, wing nut and screw loose. Okay. Because I wasn't going to grab them initially, and then uh, after a really really particularly s- stressful day, Ruth was basically like, "I made bank today. Let me buy you toys." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is not an exaggeration. Uh, that is exactly what she said, though not with that tone. Uh, it was more in the tone of like, your baby made bank, let me buy you some toys. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, went looking for the pizza monster, did not see it. Uh, almost passed on Wingnut and Screw Loose. And then she lovingly convinced me with a like but you like those guys and if you can't find them in the future and wanted them you will regret it and i was like yeah okay whatever (laughs) you're right (laughs) i i'm you're absolutely right you know me that well um i'm impressed i'm much more impressed than i expected to be they uh i am having an the similar issue with all three of the new neca sets that i grabbed they do all have paint flaking at the joints, yeah. only at the joints. Uh, and the plastic underneath is color matched pretty closely. So I really don't see it as an issue, but it is worth mentioning because at first it is that moment of like, oh, wait, there is paint flake. Where is that come? Oh, it's just the joint. That's fine. Would you rather they don't paint the joints at all and just get the cl- the plastic as close as they can? I'd I'd prefer that. And I really, with how close the plastic is matching on all of the figures I have, I don't understand why they're painted. Yeah, you know. Unless it's just the ease of painting the entire thing at once, once it's assembled. I don't know. Um, Regardless, that is the only paint issue I've had. Uh, I'm not, otherwise I'm not having any paint rub issues. Um, Wingnut is freaking beefy. I am so much more impressed with him than I expected to be. I expected him to be the typical, like, sort of hollow body diaper feel. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That's typical with some of those larger figures. He's not. He's solid. Uh, Or if there is that aspect to him, the plastic they used is all thick enough that you don't notice. So kudos on that. Uh, He comes with a sticker sheet. Oh, so if you want for his bombs, 
Uh, if you want, you can give him the classic toy W on his chest. Oh. Uh, and it also weirdly comes with a sticker for Splinter, which apparently is a secret map that goes on the inside of Splinter's robe. I've never heard of that. Uh, yeah, that's a reference that's over my head. So if anyone knows what that is, feel free to chime in on the Facebook. Uh, no notes with screw loose. He's. Uh, it's amazing to actually have a screw loose that looks like he should. Um, I think part of the reason I like it as much as I do, and I like all three packs as much as I do, as much as I really love the Super 7 stuff, the ultimates are amazing. Uh, I'm very, very cherry picking with that line because they are essentially just bigger, nicer painted versions of the toys that I once owned or still owned in some cases. Yeah. So while they're while I love them and uh, I cannot say anything bad about them, they're I'm much more picky with those. Those are like just my favorite characters. I got Mutagen Man. I got Bebop. I'll eventually get Muckman. I'm sure I'll get Wingnut and Screw Loose. But it's really, it's really, really cool to have Wingnut and Screw Loose the way they looked on screen. Yeah, I can um, see that. And the the articulation is all really functional. Nothing, uh, nothing was frozen. Uh, the wings feel really, really solid. The sculpt work on the wings is beautiful. But then we go next on to the other pack I got, which was Ace Duck and Mutagen Man. Uh, again, with the beautiful sculpt work on the wings. Um, I got the pack entirely for Mutagen Man. Ace Duck is growing on me very, very quickly. I think he's the only figure in the entire NECA line that can do the Buddy Christ pose. because he comes with finger guns and a thumbs up hand so he can he can literally do like the he can do the buddy christ pose he he totally can (laughs) uh which is exactly how i have him right now uh i'm playing with him right now he's uh, something about him doesn't i think it's because he's so skinny in comparison to everything else in the line so far, other than maybe the foot soldiers, mm-hmm. uh, he feels different and somehow a little more solid than past entries. Maybe it's just me. Um, but I, I, I feel like I'm trying to be nitpicky with these guys and having a hard time, which says a lot. Well, it's good. That they've made the improvements finally, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I've got to say, I, I don't know if you guys have heard that they apparently have entirely switched the way they do their hip joints now. Oh, no, I didn't hear that. It's noticeable. Oh, man, is the difference noticeable because these guys have, uh, they're almost universal ball hips. Like they don't do, they don't do the drop down, but the range of motion is so damn impressive on them that, uh, yeah, it, these you know, three, I, I think the drop down has been widely dropped by almost everybody except for Hasbro. I and think I in general, oh, I know <laughs> uh, these three two packs are 
aside from Fugitoid, probably the best quality figures I've handled in the line to the point that they almost feel like I can play with them. See, I, I will agree with you with Ace Duck and Mutage Man because mine mine feels solid as well. But the, I, the accessories still like NECA's accessories still bother me. I, I'm always afraid. Maybe it's just I'm paranoid with their accessories, but I'm always paranoid they're going to break. Um, I've I've sort of taken the stance where I I just can't, especially with like certain packs like this. Mm. I I can't handle them with kid gloves and be happy with them. Yeah. Like if they're flawed and they break, then I'm going to return them. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm really overall with all three of these packs, I'm I'm impressed with how solid the accessories feel. Oh, and the uh, the other thing that I I meant to point out with a uh, wingnut and screw loose that I did not realize going in. They include a flight stand for screw loose so you can pose him like flying and hovering over wingnut's shoulder. That's and cool. it's it's a really nice flight stand too. Uh, so even more kudos on that because that was totally unexpected opening it up. Uh, where was I? Mutagen man. I love this mutagen man. If he had a more gruesome interior, this would probably be my favorite mutagen man of all time, simply for the fact that you can open his containment dome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I'm just a sucker for mutagen man. I wish super seven had that feature. I wish they gave us just an extra set of mutagen man guts. Yeah. Because every kid in the eighties, you got your hands on an extra one or you broke your own to get at the guts. So that alone just puts him at the top of my mutagen man list. Plus he really, he's a pretty damn gorgeous toy. Uh, I don't think I can say anything about him that I haven't said about the other figures. Articulation is all functional. Um, I really like the hands on him because they're very, uh, and a stuck because they feel a bit more rubbery than any of the other figures so far. And I feel like there's no danger in putting the accessories in their hands because you can stretch the hand around the accessory. I honestly didn't give Mutagen Man his weird gas vacuum gun from the episode where he, like, steals a mutagen. It didn't do anything for me, aesthetically. I don't know if that's how you propose yours. Um, I'm guessing you I, haven't put away. I have, well, I'm holding him right now. Uh, he is, I do have him holding the canister, but I don't know. I think it's just because I like him holding a weird mechanical-looking thing. I'm probably going to give him a different accessory, but... I, I can't complain about it either because um, I didn't buy him for the accessories. <laughs> no, you bought him because he's muted, man. Exactly. I, like, I think I pulled it out at first and I was like, what is this supposed to be? Oh, it goes with mutagen man. Okay, yeah, it's a tank of uh, mutagen. Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I threw it in a bin. And only today was I like, oh, shit, his hands are made specifically to hold that thing. Anyway, moving on to the best of the three pack or the two packs, in my personal opinion, is Anthrax and Scumbug. Man, this two pack caught me by surprise. I kind of wanted it. Um, 
just for scumbug. I have no personal attachment to Anthrax. He's not a toy I had as a kid. He's not someone I really remember that well. Holy crap, he might be the best toy in the entire line. He just feels so solid and toyetic that you want to pick him up and play with him. Um, he's He really... That was the pack that sort of sold me to be like, no, you know what? After after how good Antrax was, I'll take a gamble on Wingnut and Screwloose. If I hate them, I'll return them. But they, Antrax and Scumbug are so good that they made me willing to gamble on the line again. That's cool. Yeah, that is. They're, I I cannot say enough good things about them. I am a little surprised that they look so close to just cartoon versions of the Playmates toys. I'm not upset at it, but it's kind of surprising that they look that close. I feel like that's how they looked in the cartoon, though. Because um, I, re- I remember that one where all the villains, like, teamed up. And that, that's the one I remember Antrax in and, and Scumbug. I don't remember Antrax. I vaguely remember Scumbug. I look. I remember him looking a bit cleaner. And I guess he does look cleaner, but he's still... I feel like the they have more influence from the Playmates toys than any of the other figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not complaining about that either. <laughs> the, blast, the Blaster... Um, if I had any complaint about them, it's that the Blaster is permanently attached to Scumbug via the hose. But also, there is no chance of losing it. Good point. So I I guess I can't really complain about that. But man, just something about those two, just everything from the quality to the articulation, to the accessories, to the way uh, I had no fear of putting all of Antrax's accessories into his hands. Uh, I think the only one that kind of gave me pause was his little sword with the actual... Uh, I, I, what is the little handle part of the sword? The the hilt? The, the, the like guard piece on, on the front of the hilt. Oh, um. Anyway, that piece, that, that, that piece gave me a little bit of pause, but, uh, it's also not, uh, at least on my copy, it's not 100% glued into place. So it also feels like it's pulling apart in a way that it's probably not supposed to, uh, just because it isn't glued properly. Mm. But other than that, I mean, it's, it's in his hand. It came out of his hand. It went into a different hand without fear. Uh, and I feel like that should say a lot. Absolutely. That was a really long ramble about three NECA products, but I feel like we've done enough NECA trashing (laughs) <laughs> that it that it really it really does say something when I can say I got three really great sets in a row. The only thing that makes me sad about that is it's now making me reconsider uh, the Toon Turtles, which I had kind of hopped off of after uh, the Splinter Baxter Stockman debacle that that I had. Um, where, you know, right out of the, right out of the box, Baxter was falling apart, like literally yeah. falling off. I'm like, what the, you know, and it was, I, I never saw them again. 
So it wasn't even like I could take him back and, and get a new one. So and I think he's been NECA vaulted. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah. Mike, what'd you get? Uh, not a lot. I, I got uh, two more million warrior packs. And um, like I showed you guys the other day, I only got a couple doubles. Um, those those guys are just ridiculously fun. And uh, they're very, like you said earlier, they're very much like muscle men. Yeah. And it's just, it's a, it's a weird little minifigure line that's super cheap and, you know, great designs. So definitely enjoy that. And uh, then the other thing I got was Terror Claw Skeletor, thanks to you, because you were able to stash it for me at Walmart. <laughs> I can't believe nobody found it. <laughs> like, I didn't really I, stash it that well. <laughs> at first, I thought somebody did because, like, I couldn't get there um, the night that you did it because uh, we were we were recording. And then by the time, like, you know. Dinner was done. Caleb was in bed. All that. I was like, ah, crap. It's 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 getting late. I can't really can't really hit him up. I don't want to be that guy that walks in right before they're closing. So because <laughs> I I used to get those looks all the time when me and Josh would go toy hunting. We're like, mm. we already told the Toys R Us story where we got called assholes. Um, but yeah, so I went the next day and uh, I, I looked by the Panthors that you had stashed. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's not down there. Because there was a uh, another He-Man figure, like the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe CGI cartoon. There was a He-Man laying there by Panthor, and I'm like, ah, somebody pulled some stuff out. And then I moved some Panthors, and he had kind of fallen behind the other ones. I'm like, oh, shit, there he is. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I hit him. Uh, oh, okay. You know, it's weird. There's like, I mean, we're so spoiled in that, like, we want new product every time we go looking. Um but like the Master Universe stuff, it's been a few months since there's been anything new. Um, and like you find Terra Claw Skeletor. I grabbed, I forgot to mention the Royal Armor He-Man. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. From Amazon. Or I got him on Amazon Warehouse. It's like a the, random. The Secret King Grayskull figure for the series. Mm-hmm. They're clearly going to put a new head on him and call him King Grayskull. Um, or there's something in like the second half of season two that we haven't seen yet. Um, and if you don't know, these deluxe figures are the same as the regular figures, but they have ball jointed shoulders. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Mike, Terra Claw Skeletor, the oh. cooler Skeletor. It's so damn cool. Like it's, it's everything that I remember. Um, like I just, it, it much like Josh was talking about with, uh, the, Oh my God. What's the thunder? Was it? No, not thunder. man. Flying what, fists. What, flying fists. Thank you. I can never remember that name. Like you were talking about with that Fisting one. Fisting how... fun, He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How it's just, it's very fun to like flick the thing back and forth and make his arms flail all over the place. It's the same way with this. Plus, now that you can articulate their, their shoulders outward, you can do this really funny thing where you kind of like put his arms out and then wiggle him back and forth. And he kind of looks like Randy from A Christmas Story trying to run. <laughs> I had my wife crack it up with him. <laughs> like I can't put my arms down. He's just flailing around. But yeah, it's it's ridiculously fun. My only complaint is, you know, like many modern toys, the hollowness hollowness of the plastic with the accessories. Um the whole underside of the claws are just like super hollow and flimsy feeling. And it's like, oh well, you know, it still works. It 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 does what it needs to do. But the the old school claws definitely felt more substantial. But uh, man, I only I can only speak for one of the older claws. <laughs> I, I will say the the vac metal half shirt 
that he wears is freaking awesome. And the weird dragon skull whip accessory works like a charm. Like, it's it's so much fun. My cats had a lot of fun with that because I was flailing him around and it was snapping and they were trying to bat it off of his hand. So it was a lot of fun. Then I put so Skeletor cool. on the back of Rufus and said he's Panthor and Rufus got mad. <laughs> oh, I've done that to Dr. Mew a few times. <laughs> that skeleton whip is such a weird-ass accessory. It's awesome, but it's just such a, like... Right. What it's does like, this do exactly? You know, like, just make up your imagination. And in my head, it always goes, nom, nom, nom. Like, what it, the, the sound it makes. It's weird. As a kid, I always had it, like, I pretended that it shot, like, little fireballs. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, that's all I got this week. Not not a whole hell of a lot. Well, hey, if I've if I have like just by happenstance found those final faction guys, you guys too. It, it's probably just a matter of time. Um, oh yeah, they've been putting them out in the Easter sections. So um, I'm thinking it's just like they're sitting in the back room of the stores, or just getting cases randomly, and it's just a matter of time before um, your stores get them. Yeah, I haven't overall seen any shortage of figures from this line. No, they're yeah. very, very easy to find. Um, so let me ask you guys a question. Do you guys like Randy Newman? I love Randy Newman. Oh, hell yeah. I, I just love his his whimsical voice. It's not a Pixar movie without Randy Newman kind of chiming in. Oh, Randy. Josh, every time you chime in, I hear a fucking owl. I, know, I was just thinking that same thing. I'm like, there's an owl somewhere nearby. I, I opened the balcony door to distract the cats, and I sat down next to it, so I'm muting in between just to keep the bird noises low. <laughs> it sounds like you're in a fucking jungle. <laughs> it's like, I am. You mentioned Pixar, and I went to the Pixar jungle. <laughs> Oh, that's ridiculous. So I thought, I wonder, Randy Newman, you think he's still alive, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew that. You think he would like, you know, to sing and comment about the minutiae of our show? Josh, do you think he would? Sorry, I had to. I was, the owl was getting particularly loud there. I had to keep muted and move away. I don't even know if that was now. Whatever it was, it was loud. <laughs> <laughs> I love movies that do jokes with like stock animal sound effects, <laughs> like um, in UHF when Weird Al, like when it opens with the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark joke, and they have like. Dolphin sounds, like, <laughs> shit that makes no sense. Oh, please, please cut in a dolphin sound. <laughs> sure. Oh dear. Oh. But yes, yes, I think Randy Newman would absolutely love to to sing about our show. I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard a rumor uh, that. Timmy made a request to the Make-A-Wish Foundation uh, to have Randy Newman write some songs about him. That little fucking oh. shit has just been taking advantage of Make-A-Wish. He's fine. He just <laughs> likes free stuff. 
He no, survived I mean... like 20, 30 years with no bones. <laughs> <laughs> he just likes what was me and getting free stuff. Like, take him to an appetizer. He always finds a way to get a fucking free appetizer, a little shithead. <laughs> uh, is it, would it be in poor taste to ask if he gets the boneless wings? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably his favorite. Oh, dear. Well, Josh, I'm guessing you found something fun. Did you talk to Timmy? Did Randy Newman actually make his wish? I I found a little clip, and it it I don't know if it's what Timmy wished for, but it's sure Randy Newman singing about him. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, uh, enjoy this little musical ditty, and we'll be back with the news. Well, hey there, boys and girls. This is your old pal, Randy Newman. Here. I, I'm here calling from the Make-A-Wish Foundation because I understand there's a very special little boy named Timmy who ain't got no bones, who just is his greatest wish to have old Randy sing a song about. Him. And you know what? He, he's in luck because I was taking a little break from working on movies for Disney and Pixar and... I'm working on a new, new song for a Marvel movie because everybody wants Randy Newman in their movie. I'm working on a script for Space Jam 3 that's a musical. It's going to be really fantastic. So in the meantime, I'm taking a little break to write a song for a little boy named Timmy. He's a special boy and he ain't got no bones, which means, uh, unfortunately, he's pretty short. So uh, uh, by definition, I, I hate him because uh, he's a short people and he really is a little bastard in that respect. But okay, Timmy, here's, here's a nice little song for you from Reggie. Timmy! Oh, Timmy! Living life all inside a bucket. Your life is no good because you're in the bucket. Putting fingers in your mouth for cocaine. Yeah, that's that's a special little ditty just for you, Timmy. It seems I know an awful lot about you because uh, I might have visited you and put my fingers in your mouth for some cocaine. Because <laughs> that's, that's something Randy sure likes to do. Rapper's boy writes a song about a special little boy. Oh, here's another song. I got a bucket full of Timmy. I got a book full of Timmy. It's not Jimmy or Johnny. It's Timmy. Oh, yeah. It's Timmy in a bucket with no bones. <laughs> That's just a special song for Timmy. All right. You, you have a good day now. Keep their fingers in your mouth. <laughs> oh my god oh holy crap dude i was losing the entire fucking time i may have watched a bit of red earlier <laughs> holy crap oh <laughs> Whoo! Oh, Randy! <laughs> How did Randy Newman get where the fuck he is? <laughs> Ow! I think it's because of his universal hatred of short people. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> oh, damn! Oh, that hurts. That that was good. <laughs> that was really good. Well, thank you.
Ooh. <laughs> 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 your mouth full of cocaine. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, All right. God. Everybody ready for the news? Of course. And all news that's fit to be news. Dolphins and Josh's tree outside <laughs> of his apartment. Uh, nothing crazy this week. Uh, well, today in particular, usually there's like a big Monday news dump. All we have is NECA's got more images of Wave 2 of Defenders of the Earth. I was wondering, like, I don't have many memories of the show as a kid. I know Randy at NECA is a gigantic fan. So I went to where you go to look for 80s cartoons to be, and I found out that there was like 60 episodes. It's Holy one of those shit. syndication cartoons where they ordered a shitload right out the door. So it must have been like you watched it in the morning before you went to school. Um, but yeah, there's a hmm. character called Garax, and he's made out of crystals, and he's got a robot arm, and what the, whatever, whatever the fuck. Um, there is a new Target exclusive Jurassic World Dominion set in the new smaller three and three quarter scale, and it's a win on a motorcycle and some dinosaurs chasing him. I've got to watch the movie that came out before this because I haven't watched it yet, but I'm not a big Jurassic Park fan. Uh, you know, I, I like the old, uh, I like the original Jurassic Park a whole lot. Uh, Two and three are okay. I I wasn't crazy about the Chris Prasic Park. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly haven't seen any of those. I saw one, two, and three. That was where I kind of stopped with Jurassic Park. I'm more of a carnosaur kind yes. of person. Like, I need dinosaurs eating people. I love uh, Carnosaur 2 in particular is a great movie. Um. See, my my big thing is I I lost all all interest I had in seeing it in this new one, which was already very low. Uh, when the director over the past few days has clarified that uh, when viewers see the new movie, they'll realize that the new dinosaur is a lot like the Joker from Batman. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the new dinosaur just wants to watch the world burn. Oh, oh my god. What? Jokasaurus? Holy crap. All I know is based on that alone, I'm already going to be disappointed in the movie because if I go see that movie. And that dinosaur ain't hunting Batman. I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> He's going to tell you all about how he got those scars. Yeah, it. Poor choice of uh, words there. Cause, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> Mattel has shown off two new Masters of the Universe animated figures in Triclops, who appears to be on a Royal Guard body. Includes the Royal Guard staff and Stratos. Um, good news because now they have a body for the Royal Guards if they wanted to make Tuvar and Badra. Mm -hmm. uh, ah. And Stratos is just Stratos. You know what he looks like and you know what to expect. He's got two little arm blades for flying. Uh, 
without announcing it to anybody, Walmarts have gotten the new Thor Love and Thunder Wave. And they're street dated for like the next month. But the stores, because it's Walmart, is putting them out and people are finding them. Uh, the Wave has nothing new as far as characters go. There's new pinless bodies in like the joints, but you get the only new characters, Gore the God Killer, played by Christian Bale. And he comes with this crazy black sword that I'm probably wrong on this, but I think it's the sword that Null uses from Venom. Like there's some sort of weird connection there. Uh, you get Lady Thor. You get two new Thors. One, it's Thor in a leather jacket, and then you get Armored Thor. You get Teenage Groot, and this is a re-release from a two-pack that was a Toys R Us exclusive for the first Avengers movie that was hard to find. A new Star-Lord, and the Build-A-Figure is Korg. Korg was previously available in a two-pack with Thor. So, eh, and there's no Meek. It's just Korg. Um, Usually they put, like, a new... Oh, and... um, What's her name? Valkyrie. Sorry. Uh, usually they throw in like some new characters, but Gore is the only new character here, so it's kind of lazy, but they're all new sculpts. I don't know. Hey, listen, uh, I don't know about you, but I have always wanted a figure of the like body of Zordon from the Power Rangers movie, so Gore is the perfect stand-in for that. Yeah. If, if anyone <laughs> wanted a mental image of what he looks like. It looks like a freaking mummy in a white robe. Or yep. uh, Sorceress from the Masters Universe movie. Um, Hasbro has shown off. Actually, they didn't show it off. Somebody found it and leaked images online of a crazy-ass deluxe Dr. Mindbender. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't buy a regular Dr. Mindbender. Buy deluxe Dr. Mindbender because he looks fucking awesome. And uh, is there is there any doubt that they're going to be releasing Serpentor soon? Uh, exactly. No. I was no. going to say like, that's totally hinting at Serpentor. He comes with everything you need to make Serpentor. Is that hand Serpent- Serpentor related or is that just a zombie hand from the uh, Toxo Zombies? Uh, let me double check. I believe it's it's Serpentor related. Yeah. I need to look at it again. I think so too. And it's like the hand of Genghis Khan or some shit. Um, yeah. It's awesome. It's, my, in my opinion, the best G.I. Joe release that they've done. Uh, yeah, it looks really good. I will overpay for that without complaining. I'm guessing yep. that it's going to be some sort of Hasbro Pulse exclusive. Uh, I hope to got to get my hands on it without having to pay for their fucking membership. Um, there is a Mezco Five Points Silent Hill box set with Pyramid Head and the Nurse. Yeah. A little pricey, but I think these are very solid figures because you don't really get Pyramid Head or Nurse other than imports. Um, so I think they're pretty cool. There is a Mattel website exclusive Monster High Haunt Couture Draculara. I only mention this because we have some Monster High collectors that listen to the show. And they're doing like quarterly Monster High releases now that are online only for Monster High collectors. There's still a pretty big fandom. Uh, there are a fuck ton of troop builders coming out from Super 7 for G.I. Joe. So they have like sailors, male and female in every skin tone with different accessories. Cobra Troopers. Every skin tone, mustache, no mustache, beard, no beard, eye patch, no eye patch. Like they're making like nine for each kind of like background character type, which is cool, I guess, if you're a troop builder. Um, but a little weird to me as far as like an investment goes because they're 20 bucks a pop. So yeah. like, are you, you going to drop like $300 to get every single version of a sailor? Yet they haven't made shipwreck. I don't know. 
there is a Marvel Legends Mr. Knight figure coming out. He is part of the second wave of the Disney Plus that has built a figure of the What If Infinity Ultron. Uh, he is the next figure that they've revealed, including the two Hawkeyes, and now you've got Mr. Knight. Uh, there was a huge Star Wars news dump last Friday, and it's all nothing that cool or important to talk about. It's all just like more troopers. Nothing cool at all. And for some reason, Hasbro thinks that we need to pay more for Sal Guerrero. Because he has a cape. I don't know. I guess it's because he comes with that, you know, clear breath mask. Yeah. Normally, you wouldn't pay for that, but Hasbro has gotten greedy with their deluxes, and they're going to try it. Little do they know he's going to sit there until he goes on clearance, much like Jar Jar Binks, who you can find at Ollie's Everywhere. I fully expect Sagarera to be the exact same way. Just yeah. me. A character, by the way, who's in the movie for two minutes. Right. Not that that matters to Star Wars, but uh, I don't think it warrants the thirty-three ninety-nine price point or whatever the fuck they're doing. Uh, there is a Toy Colors Pterosaur coming out in the Bumblebee line at retail. So if you didn't get him on Hasbro, you can get him at retail now with the toy colors. More black, Ooh. less white, you know, pretty cool. Uh, looks cool in robot mode. Pterodactyl mode is a little weird because his legs are kind of just in his chest. Um, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Uh, from Trick or Treat Studios, there is a new plush good guy doll coming out that's very screen accurate because he's floppy. This one doesn't have any kind of wire armature inside of them. Um, but the good guy doll boxes are sold out. So the doll is pretty affordable. It's like 200 bucks. But if you want the box to put him inside of, like the replica that they have on their website from Child's Play 2, it's not available. Um, NECA showed off, as I, sh- I announced last week, their turtle van. I think it's like 500 bucks. It's yeah. really expensive. Uh, no, the NECA Turtle Van is actually surprisingly oh, that's decently priced. It's two fifty. Yeah, I was thinking a Super Seven one. Oh, okay. Uh, that's still two hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> it's a lot of money. All um, things considered, though, I it's it's not as bad as I expected it to be. Is he uh, is the Turtle Van retail or is it like a made to order? That I'm not sure. I could picture that going to Target. Like the expensive things have surprisingly been selling. Um, so if they can sell autographed Alvaros and Fugitoids and Gizmos, they can probably sell a Turtle Man without any problems. Um, you know, if each store gets one, there's that one guy in your town that would drop two hundred fifty dollars for a Turtle Man. Um, just my opinion. And last but not least, some light has been shed on the loot crate problem in that people aren't getting their loot crates. And it turns out that the company behind Loot Crate that bought it from another company hasn't paid any back taxes. That was part of the purchase agreement. And because of that, all of their stock for Loot Crate is just stuck in a warehouse until they pay their back taxes. Um, Loot Crate is associated with NECA in that they're owned by the same larger conglomerate company. Um, which I am not sure about completely. Josh, is there any more that I've missed? No, I think that as that's as much as I've been able to dig out, really. Yeah. Uh, worst case scenario, they're going to have to refund your money if the money's there. And all of those loot crates will get sold somewhere. 
hopefully not thrown into the garbage. And I would assume that the because the molds are there, NECA would go back and make these guys and give them to you somehow. Um, but I'm guessing because lawsuits take a long time, you're going to have to sit and wait until all the, the ink's dry and all the legalese is taken care of because these guys are being sued. And that isn't something that just happens overnight. So if you pre-order these loot crates, I'm sorry. And I think legally at some point they probably have to give you the option to opt out. But who knows? Um, it sucks for people that threw their hard-earned money at that who are Turtle fans. Um, I haven't heard anything from anybody fans-wise that are complaining about it. But this also kind of sheds light on the fact why NECA wasn't saying anything. Because yeah. pro- legally their lawyers probably told them to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And don't say shit. Don't make it worse. Um, I didn't think there was anything in the crates that was worth the price, honestly. So I didn't do it. But I know there's people that are all in on the neck of turtle stuff, and now there's shit out of luck. So uh, I hope you get your stuff. There, I mean, there were definitely figures that I wanted from the crates. Not enough to pay the crate prices, but same. Yeah. Uh, the ends didn't justify the means. Um, for me, like I don't want the T-shirt, the hat, the lanyard. Just to get that like cool glow in the dark electronic skeleton turtle, you know what I mean. Um, but hey, and I don't think Neck is hurting. It's this legal battle that they're going through to to get these guys out because Neck is still kind of chugging along like nothing has happened. So um, hopefully that this gets wrapped up soon and everybody can kind of get their stuff. But we'll see. Um, you guys like Randy Newman? Do you think that was funny when he was talking about Timmy? Oh, oh God. I love Randy. <laughs> Just stay the hell away from Timmy, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? We got more Randy Newman. And he's going to talk about more shit on the show, but it's a surprise what he's oh, going to talk boy. about. So you guys buckle up. And we'll be back with Easter talk right after this message from Randy Newman. Hey there, boys and girls. It's your pal, Randy. And I'm just here on my cameo. And from what I understand, there's a very special message that you want to send out to a group named Camp Creeper Pants Saturday Morning Monster House. It's okay, Mr. Camp Creeper Pants. I got, I got, it's, it's going to be a very special show about a couple of man children that sit and talk about stuff. <laughs> and and I, I shouldn't know a whole lot about that because let me tell you, when I sit down and, and talk to people at Pixar and Disney and, and, and I'm writing a song for them, and we just, we talk about all sorts of stuff. And most of the time, it's not the stuff that, we put in the song because I just do that all myself and I don't need any real creative input because I'm the song master here. They need to get that fucking straight, but uh, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. So that's what I'm saying. So we go write a little song about camp creepy pants in the Saturday morning monster house podcast. Creepy. Oh, creepy. There's a camp that is a really creepy camp. It's run by a man, and he's got a head. The camp is a creepy head camp for camps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, it just come naturally to me. I can write any song like that. Uh, we, we do know one about about how the camp, camp creepy head man is a vampire. 
Camping, I'm not wearing pants. Cause pants aren't what you wear at camp. People see me and they think I'm creepy. Cause I'm at the creepy head pants camp. You see, I mean, it's just natural for me. So I hope you, I hope you creeper pants people enjoy that. Cause boy, I sure know you paid me well to do it. Not well at Disney, but nobody does. That's why I write like a million songs for them in the course of a year. And then they just pick and choose what ones they want to use. And some of the songs I wrote for them never even saw the light of day. There was one by Michael Jackson. Who they could have used it in the lab, but they didn't. I'll see you later. <laughs> I got too excited and laughed early. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Randy's fun. <laughs> oh. it's it's good to know that Randy is against pants. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it definitely sounds like he doesn't wear pants while he goes to camps. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, why 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 would you though? Uh, true. Uh, Josh, I have a request. Are you still talking to Randy? Oh, yeah. I'm going to send a request. <laughs> um, so, Easter. Everybody's got different Easter traditions, and sometimes they involve toys. Indeed. Did you guys, are your parents more like candy? Or did you get some toys for Easter growing up? What was it like for you? I always got a little bit of each. It wasn't something where I got like, a, you know, Pterodorm or something like that. But I would get a G.I. Joe. Yeah, I would get uh, something small. Was that a cat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that Mew or Vincent? That's Mew. Okay. Hello, Dr. Mew. It's been a while. I walked out into the other room and he greeted us. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because that didn't sound like Vincent. I'm like, wait a second. I think that's Mew. Um, but I specifically remember one Easter I got monster in my pocket. Oh, and nice. it was Ooh. awesome. And uh something my parents always did was really go out of their way to hide the Easter baskets. What was it like for you guys? Oh, there was no hiding. My my parents just set up mine, my brother, and my sister's Easter baskets like right on the kitchen table. Uh the only hiding was when we went to my grandparents' house and they would hide like the plastic Easter eggs all over the the house and they would let us find them. And there was always like, you know, one would have like a nickel, one would have a quarter, and then there would be like the elusive one with five bucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so me and my brother would uh, basically beat the hell out of each other trying to find the $5 egg. <laughs> um, it's something that like I never did Easter egg hunts as a kid. Mm-hmm. And my wife's family is really big into it. And her cousin lives in Avon, which is the southern tier of uh, New York. And every year she'll have the whole town come out and she does this like this big yard and they'll do an Easter egg hunt. And it's the same thing. You have to find the hidden golden egg that'll have a ticket. Then you could turn that ticket in for a bigger prize, like a big chocolate bunny or whatever. Mm. But then they also do adult Easter egg hunts where they have little liquor bottles. Oh, nice. Scratch off tickets and like the good candy, like Reese's peanut butter cups. Um, not Kit Kats, though, because that's garbage. <laughs> um, that's just like the Easter Bunny spitting in your mouth. Um, but I've got, I'm thinking that by next Easter, I'm going to have a good hundred at least of these doubles of Million Warriors. So I can probably fill up some Easter eggs and throw them around our lawn uh, 
for kids to find. I'm sure little girls are going to be like, oh, great. I got green eyeball guy. Yay. <laughs> I wanted a poppet or like a sticky hand or whatever they have in the eggs this year. But um, Josh, what was it like for you? It was it was definitely my parents or at least my mom specifically. Uh, man, she was a champion basket hider. <laughs> there were there were years that my sister and I gave up. Wow. Uh, just because it got to that point where it was like, I, I've got no clue. And then she'd like give hints. And she'd, and it was always really subtle. And she'd like, do you really want me to come clean? And it would be like hidden in the washing machine. <laughs> like just always, it, always in, in places that it was like, there's no way it would be in there. Uh, there was, we had a fireplace in our living room. Uh, there was one year that it, it was in plain sight in the fireplace, but why would you look in the fireplace? <laughs> you know, I had it on the roof one year. <laughs> <laughs> My brother had a bedroom where like you open his window up and there's the roof. So at some point, um, the Easter bunny opened my brother's bedroom window and put the Easter baskets on the roof, which in retrospect is insane because you're asking your kids to go on the roof to get their Easter baskets. But, um, you know, it was the 80s. It was different times. Yeah, the 80s is different times. There was one just fantastic year uh, where my sister and I looked for a really long time, couldn't find it. And then my mom finally fessed up and she was like i forgot to hide them here they are <laughs> i just wanted to see how long you'd walk <laughs> that's fucking mean <laughs> that's amazing she just let us keep looking until we were finally like we're stumped <laughs> like you got us really good this year we checked all the good places from the last year she's like yeah i forgot to hide them i'm sorry here they are <laughs> your mom is awesome <laughs> that was cool did you get good uh easter basket goodies or was it just candy uh, you know, from my parents, it was always just the candy. It was always uh, from, like, my grandma that would give us toys. All right. But uh, even still, it was always just kind of a balance. Mm. What are your was, Easter traditions now? Uh, none. Uh, <laughs> aside from being the season that I gorge myself on chocolate-covered marshmallow eggs... That, that that's about it. It's just like, oh yeah, look, it's Easter season. That means I'm gonna get chocolate covered marshmallow eggs and eat twelve in one sitting. No ham or anything. No, no, really. Like we have no real reason to celebrate Easter anymore. Um, is Ruth's family being as religious as they are? Is that something like it's unavoidable? You gotta go to their crazy religious Easter thing or? No. Good no, uh, it, and it's uh, Ruth also does not usually go to those. Uh, the only time she goes to those, uh, which I completely <laughs> applaud her for, are um, uh, if her mom's church books her to be there. Oh, as for like a, body as a face painter. Okay. Uh, but that's it. Like it's she will she will be there if she's paid to be there. Mike, what about you? Uh, well, as a kid, we did the uh, it was a mix of uh, toys and candy. We we used we used to get like one big chocolate piece. So it was like, um, you know, I don't know if you guys had to do this, but when we were in elementary school, they'd be like, 
oh, here, go sell this Easter candy to, like, all your friends and neighbors. Go sell <laughs> these candy bars. You know? So, I was such a fucking delinquent. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, they did the fundraisers and shit. I would upcharge and keep the difference. Because <laughs> they give you, like, one, you didn't a- they didn't ask you if you want to participate. It was mandatory. Yep. So you would just walk into class one day, and they'd be like, here you go. You're selling candy bars. Put the money in this envelope. Bring the cash back. Like, excuse me, I'm free labor. Child labor. What? So instead of a dollar for the candy bar, it'd be two bucks. <laughs> and I would keep the difference. I, I've got, you know, no shame in that. I never thought to do that. <laughs> I'll be honest. But even then, I would put zero effort into selling them. <laughs> like, I had, I didn't care. Like, what, do you, what am I going to get? A detention because I didn't go out and shill your fucking candy bars. Fuck you. Well, and that was the thing. Like we'd always we'd bring home those little pamphlets, and uh, my mom would always be like, "All right, if you guys want to pick something out of here, you know, for your for your big like chocolate, you know, thing for Easter, go ahead." And I always got um, every year it was like a choc like a hollow chocolate bowling ball. It was like you know the size of like a ski ball, yeah, and like a pin. Um, so I never had I know, like a bunny. I, I know exactly the one you're talking about. <laughs> I always got that. So I'd get uh, usually get that and then like a little uh, package of Cadbury, uh, the Cadbury eggs. So like the three eggs um, and then some jelly beans. And we always got peeps, even though none of us ate them. Um, they would just go stale. <laughs> it was just, uh, but they were always there. Give them to me. I'll take them. I, I like them peeps. now, <laughs> but as a you kid, know- I never liked them. I did totally just remember something that we did for a long time that I, I totally forgot about that was absolutely an Easter tradition, uh, probably up until, uh, God, I, I couldn't even tell you what year we stopped doing it. Is every year before Easter, we would go out to Kay's Candy Kitchen. Uh, Mike, do you know of that? Kay's Candy, I had, no, I don't, I don't know that one. It was, God, I'm going to have to look up exactly where it was, but it was, uh, it was like a candy shop uh, and the old woman that ran it, Kay, would very often like do tours where she would show you how she made the chocolate and like she would like be doing the whole like melted chocolate into the mold and dumping it out over the vat and, uh, and most of it was hand done by her. Hmm. Uh, so every, I, yeah. yeah, every year we would uh, we would go out there until um, I think it was her kids that took over. Uh, and it was the point where Kay was no longer there that we were just like, OK, yeah, we don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Screw your kitchen. Now, we lo- uh, OK, I'm looking it up now and say, um, yeah, no, we, we never did anything like that. But like with the the actual Easter baskets, um, you know, we get get a sort like I said, assorted candy. But. Me and my brother would always get like one or two toys and then like my sister would always get some kind of like book or a cassette or something that she wanted because she's, you know, a n- little older than us. Um, so she was out of toys a lot earlier. But me and my brother usually got G.I. Joe's. And um, there was one year in particular that I vividly remember I got I got a good report card and I thought I was just going to get one G.I. Joe. Like I was I was hell bent on getting Annihilator. If you guys remember him with the helicopter backpack. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Not only did I get Annihilator, but I got Annihilator, Naugahyde, and Heat Viper. Like, so I got three G.I. Joes, and I freaked out. <laughs> I was like, this is the best Easter ever. 
Because I didn't care anything about the candy. I just got all the G.I. Joes. But uh, but yeah, and then my grandparents' house, we would get, like I said, the we'd have to hunt the Easter eggs filled with change and a $5 bill and wrestle for my family's amusement. Um, and then my, my grandmother always gave us like some kind of like oversized candy bar. So we'd get like a giant Hershey bar or like, you know, a king size Snickers or something like that. And so always fun times. And now, as far as uh, Easter tra- traditions now, like, yeah, we just, you know, me and my wife and, and son, like, I, you know, me and Jess get Caleb Easter basket. And then me and Jess usually get a little something for each other. Um, and then most often we go to my parents' house for Easter dinner. And they always do like ham, you know, the, the traditional Easter dinner, I guess. Um, but like a couple years, uh, Jess and Caleb went to Florida with her her dad because uh, they have they have property down there and I'm I'm stuck working like there's no way I can get vacation in April because uh, the senior most senior employee in my office always takes off time for Easter. So there's no way I can get it. He's been doing it for, well, 20 years. Um, so there's like absolutely no way I can go on vacation with him. So there's been a few times where they've been out of town and I've just kind of been <laughs> chilling at home with my Easter candy. I don't um, think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, no, no I'm not complaining. <laughs> there's nothing like better than being a man having some alone time with some chocolate. Yep. It's it's very like it just warms the soul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I oh sorry. Go ahead. Oh, two things I love about Easter. Well, one thing I love. One thing it's just a crazy tradition I kind of married into. Um, my wife. And you guys being from Niagara Falls and Buffalo know this all too well, uh, is very, very Polish. And she has lots of crazy Polish traditions that her grandmother brought over from Europe. And Easter is the holy holiday. It's not Christmas. It's not uh, Ash Friday. It's Easter. Everything stops for Easter with her grandmother who uh, passed away a few years ago, rest in peace. But the big thing she loved to do was blessing the food for Easter. So you have to take it to a Polish church, everything you want to eat for that day. And you're not allowed, after it's been blessed by the priest, you're not allowed to, it has to stay out in the open. You can't cook it and you can't store it anywhere refrigerated. So you'd eat like day-old cold ham, eggs, butter, bread everything had to be sitting out because of this weird polish tradition so what we would do is you go visit grandma and everybody have to like stomach this weird cold odd polish easter food and if there's any listeners that are polish in buffalo that had the same thing please tell me because if not it's just because my wife's grandmother is very old school but it would be like cold hard-boiled eggs cold ham and you have to wash it down with like milk, and it, it's just very. <laughs> that sounds horrific. I'm sitting here just like this sounds like botulism. <laughs> it it wasn't fun. And then what we would do, like the big thing, would be after grandma, then we would go and get like a pizza, and eat like real food <laughs> and gorge ourselves. But you had to like, she would stare at you to make sure that you're enjoying it. So you'd be like, mm, you know, with your mouth closed chewing gross cold food and then you'd wash it down because you couldn't stand the taste 
And she'd always be like, oh, you want some more? You want some more? And you'd be like, oh, no, I'm good. Thank you. I'm full. After you had like one bite of a cold, hard boiled egg. <laughs> uh, it was disgusting. And it had to be in this basket. And it was all because you couldn't, because it represented the body of Christ or something. You couldn't cook it or freeze it. I, I never understood it completely. I kind of just like smiled and nodded and like played along with it. Uh, abjectly terrifying though. But if, hey, if you're Buffalo Polish and you went through that, please chime in, let us know. Uh, my other thing is I love department store bootleg Easter baskets, <laughs> which are making a comeback. So Walmart's getting them. I haven't seen any of the world famous knockoff Transformer Easter baskets, but oh I haven't God, looked Those too are hard. so good. But like I loved going to Kmart and they'd have like Transformabot and it would be like <laughs> Yellow Devastator or something bizarre, like a knockoff Transformer. Um, I remember one year they had uh, knockoff Optimal Optimuses at Kmart for like 10 bucks. Let me tell you that that shit is all over down here because we're real close to Mexico. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So we get those Mexican bootlegs, and oh man, yeah, the uh, the Easter baskets are any any grocery store around here around this season bootleg Easter baskets. I love that shit. Like, give me like you know, I don't want Ninja Turtles, I want Party Turtles. <laughs> like, whatever you want to bootleg, I want to buy it, and you know, plus a chocolate bunny. Josh, have oh, you been to Mexico? No, I still haven't. I imagine that's something you're like, yeah, I'm fine. No, one of these days I definitely, uh, I, man, from what I understand, uh, Mattel, uh, the Masters of the Universe Origin stuff is fairly easy to find down there. So there have been several points where I've just been like, should I just go to Mexico and find these toys? <laughs> um, I want to go because of like their, I don't think it's right over the border though. You got to go like to Mexico City, Mexico. Like, Pixel Dance had all those videos where he goes to Mexico and goes to their flea markets. Oh, yeah. And just finds crazy shit. I would love to do that if I had, like, a guide. And I was in yeah. a safe part of Mexico. I'm I'm sure I will do that eventually because, I mean, I'm right here. Why not? Yeah. Uh, you know, another ra totally random fun thing that I wouldn't necessarily call it a tradition, but it's something that I've done enough times on Easter <laughs> to bring up. Uh, my my mom doesn't always get a butter lamb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but every, every once in a while she will, uh, and it will always be my mission to uh, sneak some red food coloring onto the knife before the butter lamb is cut so it bleeds when it's cut. <laughs> Um, we like to take peppercorns and give the butter lamb eyes. And it was, oh my God, this is so, my wife's grandmother is a, a very high strung person and she'd have the butter lamb, but she hated cutting the butter lamb. So somebody would always just immediately decapitate the butter lamb and she would freak out and like try to put the head back on. <laughs> it was always so funny. Oh, uh, fuck you, butter lamb. Uh, see, if if it was up to me to cut it, I would always, always be had it first. But you know, it was red on the knife, so that was a bloody bad thing. I'm normally not a ham person, but 
I like ham on Easter, a nice spiral ham. Mm. I, I just like making, getting the biscuits, making mm-hmm. little ham sandwiches. I'll eat like 10 of those, leave me the fuck alone. Just let me have my ham. And there really is any good Easter-themed horror movies, but you know. Uh, Friday the 13th, you know, it's essentially the story of Christ via Jason. Anyways, <laughs> um, Easter memories, just wanted to throw that out there because it's going to be Easter this Sunday. And I thought that would make a good conversation. But, you know, it's a better conversation is bases for our toys. Everybody growing up in the 80s had a shit ton of action figures. Some of us had play sets. Some of us didn't have play sets. And if you didn't have play sets, you made your own. Yep. Mike, this is a topic you brought up. What did you make as a kid? Because I made them. Oh, God, I made so many. Um, well, actually, the funny thing is one of these ties into uh, my little Easter story about those three G.I. Joes. Uh, the first thing I did after opening them was do one of my most common bases in my living room, which was to take the Afghans that were on the back of the couch, crumple them up and just kind of drop them. And it would be like a little mountain range. So I'd have oh, guys yeah. fighting on, on the mountain range. Nice. Um, and I did that with all three of those figures. So that's like directly tied with that memory. But that was that was the simple one. That was the I don't feel like making something just meh landscape for them to fight on. You did it Star Trek style where you just had some chicken wire and you threw <laughs> a blanket over it. And you're like, right. we're on Mars. Exactly. Um, I think one of my favorite ones, uh, much to my dad's hatred, um, was I used to take string and like we had these huge spools of string in, in our in our shed and like in the tool shed. And I would go and get this, the giant spool of string and I would like wrap it and, and make like basically a web in the hallway <laughs> over the stairs and just have G.I. Joes and, like, Ninja Turtles, like, jumping around from, like, zip lines, beating the hell out of one another. And uh, one of the things that I always did with that is I would attach a string at the top of the stairs and all the way down to the bottom of the stairs where we had, like, a coat rack. And I used to take either a Kleenex box, whatever I had handy, Kleenex box, or I'd grab, like, a milk carton out of the recycling, make a, uh, like, make it attached to the string via either pipe cleaner or poking a hole through it, whatever I had. And I would send it down the, the zip line. <laughs> I would just do that and crash it into the coat rack over and over and over again. And uh, yeah, my dad hated it because he was usually in the living room watching TV. And just every few minutes, there was just there's a milk carton with G.I. Joe's falling out of it, whacking into the wall. <laughs> I don't know how many times I tried to make hot air balloons with a balloon. <laughs> string and a styrofoam cup yep, never worked <laughs> i could always get the balloon to lift the cup and the minute i put everything something in it it didn't work see now i think the coolest uh playset that i ever built um was actually at my friend's my friend jeff's house like he he and his brother had like a playroom yeah so they didn't care like his parents did not care what we did with the toys in there they were like leave them out whatever as long as they're in the playroom that's fine they would just close the door and be like we're done with it So after Christmas one year, we took all of the boxes and we duct taped them together and like cut holes in them and added like ledges and all that. We made a freaking elevator, a working elevator with some string and the end cap of like, uh, you know, the styrofoam pieces that you would get around a stereo. Yeah. Yeah. The end piece would like, so it's like a little divot. (laughs) We just 
hooked it up to the to the side of the the tower that we had, which was made out of a snowboard box and just would raise it up using the string. And we played with that thing for months. Like it was just up in the corner of the playroom, like along the one wall. And we just kept adding to it every single time we would play together until his mom was eventually like, this thing is going. <laughs> she, she just threw it out. But we had stuff like paper towel rolls, like the, the cardboard tubing, toilet paper tubes, all that stuff coming out of it, connecting boxes together. And it was just like this sprawling city in our minds. But I'm sure to his parents, it just looked like a giant heap of garbage with stuff poking out of it. That's the fun of being a kid, though. You know? Oh, God, we loved it. It was so much fun. I had um, I had like a friend growing up that lived two houses next door to me. So I grew up on like a busy highway um, with big backyards. It's kind of it's hard to describe. So like a picture like growing up on a, a busy country route, like mm. if you lived on 104. You know, like when you're getting away from Niagara Falls, like between Niagara Falls and Lockport, you wouldn't want to mess around on the road, but there's properties around there with big pieces of land. And I grew up in a house like that. And two houses next door to me was um, a boy who was adopted. And his adoptive family gave him a ton of G.I. Joes. And he had no friends. He was older than me, but I was the only kid around to play with. So we would play. And he taught me how to play with G.I. Joes. Like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. And he built bases out of, like, cinder blocks and plywood. So oh, he nice. would build these huge, elaborate, like, 80s action sets because they looked like every Vestron video Charles Bronson action film or like Chuck Norris missing in action where they had literally scaffolding and wood and guys walking around with machine guns. So he'd set up all his guys and he'd have an adventure and he would tear it down every time because he would just use cinder blocks as the framework. And then he would put the the uh, plywood up and it was a lot of fun. And he kind of taught me how to like G.I. Joe properly. But before <laughs> that. I would make quicksand was like oh, my yeah. go-to play pattern where I would get a bucket, fill it with, it was supposed to be like <laughs> sandbox dirt, but I had this outdoor sandbox that cats would shit in, but I was <laughs> young and stupid. And I didn't care. So I'd fill a bucket with like cat shit, oh, spray no. it with water and you get like this, you know, quicksand goop. And they would just have an adventure that would constantly reenact the quicksand scene from crawl basically <laughs> where it was like water sandbox sand and cat turds with like Luke Skywalker and, you know, Greedo and Han trying to do like a daisy chain. There's always the guy who would sink into the sand dramatically with his hand raised into the air and he would sink slowly. And I would just do that over and over and over again and then dump the sand out and like, is this a, an action figure? Oh no, it's a cat turd. Oh, oh there's no. my stormtrooper. You know, like <laughs> I didn't know any better. And then, yeah, oh, I did what you man. did. Like, I would crawl. Man, crawl was very heavy in my play as a kid. I would make spider webs out of string. Yes. So I'd get, like, four or five pieces of furniture and then tie a shitload of strings together and make a spider web. And it took so long to make, i get mad when I wake up in the morning and my parents, obviously, are like, what the fuck is this? And they would cut it down. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, man, it was a perfect spider web. But it was just, like, a bunch of tangled string. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I never had like a giant. No, I, yeah, every kid had like that giant rubber spider. Oh that yeah. They got it like the drugstore, and that was always like my killer spider. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used man. I used the Sectar's tarantula puppet. Yeah, that one was great. Yeah, it really was. Um, 
and I was obsessed with pits. To, oh God! To yeah. throw yep. damper down constantly, and I would make stacks of. I've, t- I've mentioned this on the show before. Um, stacks of couch pillows to make like the chasm for the Death Star. Yep. And then throw the Emperor down it over and over and over. And then I wanted for dramatic effect, I would tie a string to him and have him slow motion fall. Mm-hmm. Make oh, my own special fun. effects. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and then you mentioned before, like, little known fact, if you had no shame, Dollhouses and Barbie Dreamhouses made the best non-action or like if you wanted a zombie attack house yeah barbie dream house you wanted a haunted house barbie dream house it was the best you have a slide you had multiple floors you had a killer elevator mm-hmm. i used to reenact the fly two with ninja turtle monsters and have the elevator crush gi joe's heads <laughs> from the barbie elevator um nice God damn, I'm trying to think. Like everybody had that Fisher Price castle with the trap door. Oh, I love yep. that thing. I and love you drop, that so much. Drop your GI Joes down in it, but they were they're too big and they would get stuck and you kinda had to like yank them out. Um, so that that was my monster in my pocket playset. Like I played with those on there all the time. Yes. And man, let me tell you, my quest to complete series three of monsters in my pocket has been such an arduous task. They don't <laughs> sell they're so hard to find, nobody sells them. So it's just wait, 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 wait for them to pop up on eBay. And when they pop up on eBay, are they good quality or not? Yeah. And a lot of it's like somebody has a magic marker mustache on the one you want. You're like, no, that doesn't come off. It's on there permanently. So you keep waiting and waiting and waiting. You know, first world problems. <laughs> um, did you guys begin to bathtub play? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What do you guys do when your wife walks in on you? In the bathtub with Jay. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't had that happen. Um, mainly because now that, that I'm an old man, like if I'm in the bathtub, I just lay there with my, my phone and watch a movie. <laughs> um, I just stare awkwardly until she backs out of the bathroom. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably just wave it at Ruth. <laughs> it's Scuba Steve. <laughs> You know, like his name is Hydron. He needs to play in the water. Duh. Uh, unfortunately, oh, yeah. I don't. Oh. Oh, what? you know what? I I just realized uh, that actually did happen to me not terribly long ago. Now now that I'm thinking about it, uh, <laughs> and I I totally forgot about it because of what a nonchalant thing it was. Uh, it was uh, not long after I got uh, the Final Faction Riptide. Nice. And I totally had that moment where I was like, I'm taking a bath. Let's see this color change feature. How is it? It's literally just the little medallions, but they change very drastically. That's cool. How how is his um how is his gripping ability? Pretty good. You know, GI Joe's could really bear hug something in the tub if you needed to. Like if you know you're wrestling the Loch Ness monster, uh, <laughs> things like that. But uh, but yeah, I, I she she walked in like as I was dunking him in the tub and she just sort of like, you know, did did the raised eyebrow. And I was like, he changed his color. She was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. She didn't even question it. I uh, unfortunately, my oh. bathtub is small and I don't fit inside of it. It fucking drives me nuts. I hate it. 
I have to, if I'm in the bathtub, I have to bend my knees. Yeah, I'm kind of in that boat too. And it's not comfortable. Or I have to like hang a leg over the side and just kind of wait for my wife to come in so I can look at her suggestively. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> I'll just take a shower because it's like three in the morning. Chances are she's not going to wake up. Like this whole scenario is not going to work the way I want it to. And I'm going to sit in the bathroom for <laughs> two hours with my leg hanging over the edge. Um, yeah, that's like the one thing we're, we're looking at houses and like I saw the tub and I was like, that's kind of small. And they're like, yeah, it's the way the plumbing is. It's a four foot tub instead of a five foot tub. And I was like, we're not getting this house. No, we're going to. But everything else is great. It's just this tiny fucking bathtub because I am a man baby. Like I will put salts and light candles and play Enya and soak in a tub. <laughs> but I haven't in like 10 years. It sucks. So I'm hoping that I'll get older and just shrink naturally. And then I get back <laughs> to the tub. Hasn't happened yet, See, I'm I'm genuinely very excited about this new place because it has two tubs. Oh. So never will there be a point where I'm like, I kind of want to take a bath, but I know Ruth's got stuff. She's got to get done. Probably wants to take a shower, so I'll just wait. Nope. Nope, now it'll just be like, I'm going to take a bath. You can use the other bathroom. Take two baths. (laughs) <laughs> I when when I first found out I was totally just like you know what we could do we could get crazy and fill up both tubs and then just go from one to the other do it <laughs> musical bathtubs oh let's do it and confuse the cats you know this this wouldn't be an episode of Count Creepy Head without a crazy meander <laughs> so uh, before we had my daughter me and my wife were like getting all our vacationing out of the way and we went on a trip to the Poconos and we got a hotel like we were looking at travel brochures and stuff. And my wife picked this place out that was like clearly like it was a big destination many, many years ago, but it wasn't so much now because the Poconos aren't really like the hot travel spot that they used to be. But we got this like crazy suite that had a personal indoor pool, a heart shaped bed and a bathtub that was a champagne glass. It was a hot tub. It was this massive, ridiculous, like, rap video champagne glass bathtub. But the room was, like, clearly from the 80s. So if you can (laughs) picture that, like, everything was gold, and there was, like, mirrors on every square inch. It's just bizarre. And my wife is super excited because there's this champagne glass hot tub. So before we went, she stopped at the grocery store and picked up a bottle of Mr. Bubble because she's like, well, we need to have bubbles for the hot tub. But the thing is, is my wife had never used Mr. Bubble before, and she oh, didn't no. know that you need a cap full. Oh, she took, no. she just took the bottle, she took the cap off and <laughs> threw the bottle into the hot tub. <laughs> and she was like, That's enough. <laughs> she didn't make the like the connection that if it's a hot tub, your bubbles are going to be insane to begin with. So it was literally like, uh, pick any '80s movie like Real Genius or like the popcorn. Yep. But it was bubbles overflowing out of this hot tub shaped like a wine glass that was on the second story of this crazy suite that we had. So bubbles were overflowing over the top of the wine glass, dripping into the main living room area. <laughs> and my wife was inside the hot tub panicking because she was like, I can't like, I could hear her, <laughs> but I couldn't see her. <laughs> oh, I'm just 
I'm picturing that episode of Bob's Burgers where Linda pours the entire bottle of bubble bath in the tub. Bob's just like, I, you're not supposed to. It's, is it supposed to be this thick? It it kind of stings. Yeah, it was, it was like it was more like you couldn't enjoy it because it was slippery from being like soapy, crazy bubbles. And then we were worried that we were going to lose the deposit because the bubbles wouldn't go down. Like we couldn't get rid of these bubbles, like the tub drain, and there was just like this eight foot mound of bubbles <laughs> that thankfully like dissipated overnight. Like we were throwing glasses of water in it to try to like get them to pop. And it was just this crazy bubble mountain. Uh, so yeah, everyone go to the Poconos, get the honeymoon suite with the heart shaped bed. Uh, it was like out of Bride of Chucky. Oh yeah, that's what it reminded me of, and. If you can picture, it's not a big heart-shaped bed, so the longest point is at the tip of the heart. Mm. So unless you're a short person, your feet were hanging off the bed no matter where you were. Show people. Yeah. <laughs> no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right in. Um, I was say, Josh, we, did, we didn't get to hear what, what, what your your homemade play sets were. Yes, Josh. Uh, you know, I... Thankfully, mine weren't too complex, uh, but they were very heavy on the original version of Constructs. Oh, I loved those. Uh, because they had that brilliant panel system. Yep. So, oh man, the bases I would build with Constructs. Uh, and I, I th- I'm pretty sure I have mentioned this before at some point on here, but they were always my favorite to build with. Because I could always build in a structural weak point to make the base collapse at some point or a section of the base collapse. And man, it just, I, it was one of the rare cases where I had just as much fun figuring out what playset I was going to make as I did actually playing with it. Yeah. Was Constructs the line that had the ones that were built to collapse? They had like a air pump and it was like steel girders. You guys remember this line? It was like. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I do remember that. But that no, that wasn't constructs. That was um oh my god. Ah, it's on the tip of my tongue. And, and yes, I, I remember it. I never had them though. I had one of them. They were pretty fun. But uh but no, uh, mega constructs or mega constructs. Constructs <laughs> were the um they were usually gray or black, almost like girders with little blue knots that you could connect them with. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they had panels that could snap in between. So, oh man, they were fun. They they also had like uh, sets you could build like spaceships. And because I had one of the spaceships. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure we had like what we had were all from the actual sets. Yeah, uh, but I rarely built what was supposed to be built from the sets. Was Constructs you, the one that was like famous for the roller coaster sets? Uh, that's Connects. Connects, oh, yeah. Sorry. No, I, I remember the, the one thing I remember about the spaceship set was uh, it, ha- it came with like a little uh, astronaut figure. It was like a little uh, almost like beige astronaut figure with like a blue visor. Yep. And then there was like a black alien figure. It was like it had a weird kind of triangular head. Uh, and little like, purple guys. Purple. That's what it was. Yeah. I, I remembered it being a darker color, but I, I remember it had the uh, glow in the dark uh, like um, almost like a. a, a uh, God, why can't I think of the freaking word? Like a radio dish um, oh, or a satellite yeah. dish. It had the little glow in the dark one. And I remember that because I used that over and over again, like throughout the ages with other toy lines. <laughs> I always it use also, that glow in the dark dish. 
it also had a pretty awesome uh, battery pack with uh, different like light elements that you could plug into it. And yeah. the battery pack had anchor points so you could build off from it. Yep. That was a fun line. I've been, even in my adult years, I have been tempted many times to buy just like a bin of constructs off of eBay. Yeah. I have been very, very tempted lately with like my growing pile of Final Faction guys and the Master Universe Origins to kind of just build a base in the basement. Oh, God. And hope to God that I don't get laughed at by my wife. Um, (laughs) I, I, I don't know if I will ever get around to doing this, but I drew up plans years ago to make the Cobra airship from the uh, the G.I. Joe movie, like what I would need styrofoam wise, it would just be a shell, but just, you know, to spray paint and, and hang from the ceiling in my computer room and put G.I. Joe's on it. The the big floating Cobra head? No, the, the big it looked like an aircraft carrier. Yeah, it had a Cobra head on it and like the guys were all ejecting out of the front and the yeah. trouble bubbles. Oh, man. <laughs> the trouble bubbles. Oh, my God. You know, uh, one uh, a, a quick, I just wanted to interject here. I know, Josh, you, you probably still got more here. But um, one thing I forgot to mention with the play sets is now that we're on the G.I. Joe topic again, uh, when, it, when the Eco Warriors came out, I might have mentioned this on the show before. Oh, God. One of the best play sets ever. Well, yes. But see, I didn't have that play set. I had friends who had it, so I got to play with it. But what I did was I took a bunch of two liter Pepsi bottles because my dad always drank Diet Pepsi, still does. And so we always had like just tons of of them in the recycling and i just like would take the the labels off cut the tops off fill them with water and food coloring and then just duct tape like them together or like have little walkways made of popsicle sticks and i basically made like every early 90s you know uh evil laboratory where someone was gonna fall into a vat of chemicals and I played that repeatedly until I got like one of them spilled all over the kitchen table. And my dad got pissed. He's like, you're not playing with that anymore. Get out of here. <laughs> Clean it up. But yes, I did the giant two liter bottles of water filled with food coloring. That's awesome. My daughter has inherited this from me, but I was obsessed with putting things in glasses of water and then freezing it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Much to like the detriment of my parents. Cause I would just break glasses constantly. <laughs> Uh, I didn't I definitely didn't do it with glasses, but I 100 percent did that. Yep, I, I, I did. The, we had a we had a plastic cup that uh, that I always used. And the one in particular that always got frozen was the dwarf from the Dungeons and Dragons line. And then I would always play out some kind of like Encino Man style thing where like my G.I. Joe's found him frozen in ice and thawed him out. And then we had a magical dwarf on our team. <laughs> why not yep uh, yeah, memories. people really need to appreciate like thawing things out of blocks of ice mm-hmm. yeah zombies um, I think I froze my Toy Biz Captain America that like early one oh uh, yeah, yeah but that figure wasn't that good they never like he never had a proper size shield um, until it got right at the tail end of like before they started Marvel Legends I think like he was finally correct in the two packs, the Marvel versus Capcom two packs, but he always had some sort of like gimmick shield and it never looked right to me. Anyways. 
You know what I did that was really fun uh, along a very similar line is I would uh, I would make like a little cardboard box with just basically like hot glue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd fill it with uh, water soaked tissue with a figure in the middle of it so I could do them frozen in carbonite with just a thin layer of tissue over the top. Oh, nice. That's really creative. So I, I could peel parts of the tissue off to have them thawing from the carbonite as it melted. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. See, now, uh, the the way I would use tissue a lot of times in, in my play patterns was I would wrap it around G.I. Joe's arms and then rubber band their arm to their neck and pretend they had, had a cast on. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> God, I did... Any G.I. Joe that was broken that I was too lazy to fix immediately became like, <laughs> like he's got a cast for the rest of his life. Yep. Because his thumb broke off, so it's just covered in, like, scotch tape. And he becomes the guy that's, like, the tech guy yep. <laughs> for exposition. <laughs> now, okay, I, I got a weird weird question. I know we're, we're moving off of, like, uh, play sets with this question, but did you guys ever have, like either a roll of duct tape or masking tape that perfectly fit an action figure. If you kind of like crouched them into the circle in the center and then just use it to roll off of things. Oh yeah. Yes. (laughs) I used to roll. We had a masking tape roll that perfectly fit GI Joe's and I would just roll it down the stairs all the time. Oh, I I did. Uh, it wasn't G.I. Joe's, it was the Simpsons figures. I had Bart and Nelson. Mm. And for whatever reason, I was obsessed with putting Bart and Nelson in this tape roll and having adventures where they get lost because they fell inside of a barrel. <laughs> and I would roll around all over the place for some fucking reason. Um, but yeah, I don't know why that just popped into my head. And that figure is probably, that Nelson's probably worth like a small fortune now. But anyway, um, you guys, we have one last special message from Randy Newman with his hatred of short people or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, are you guys ready? I'm oh, so ready. All right. Uh, sit back. And when we come back, we will have our Hall of Fame segment before we wrap things up. Hey there, boys and girls. It's me. It's your old pal Randy Newman here again. I here to talk to you about something very special in my heart. I've been, <laughs> you see, good old Randy here's been put on retainer to start writing jingles for a new company. So it's a little company that, according to my, my Randy Newman notes, is called Global Milk 3000. And uh, what are we talking about here? Is that dairy milk? Well, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's sure Global Milk. And they promised me a lifetime supply to bathe in if I do jingle for them. So I'm going to start out with a nice little song about global milk so you can all understand the glory of the milk. You got a friend in milk. Global milk is the best milk. You're going to have it over everything. You're going to drink it even when you sing. Global milk is the hottest new thing. Oh, you love global milk. Your whole life is owned by milk of the global variety. So, you know, we're going to start talking about all sorts of wonderful things that global milk is going to do. 
the way it goes inside you. <laughs> it goes inside you and wastes Oh, boy, it sure tickles in a whole bunch of ways. But I'm not going to tell you about that. I'm going to let you be surprised by that. And, oh, but God, another song inside me. Don't. Oh, don't. CEO of Global Mython. She's not short. That's my report. Don't CEO of Global Milk. <laughs> That's a, so you know we got we got a lot to thank her for. We can we can praise her. We can get on our hands and knees and treat her like Hamakavula. We can do all sorts all sorts of wonderful things. We can just don't stick your fingers in her mouth because she's not Timmy. He says Tim Timmy's not. She's not gonna give you cocaine like Timmy. So don't stick your fingers in her mouth, okay? But I'm gonna go stick my fingers back in Timmy's mouth. Timmy, oh Timmy. The boy with no bones, his name is Timmy. He lives in a bucket and his life makes him say, fuck it. He is going to sit there with no bones. Okay, boy, I'm going to go do some cocaine. Holy crap. <laughs> I'm picturing. I don't, I don't know what Randy Newman looks like. I have no oh, fucking Oh idea. my God. I, I've got to send you the music video for short people. He looks so freaking like. I, I'm picturing he this looks weird, how he sounds. Tiny guy with like a, a bulging eye <laughs> that he can't blink. <laughs> like a crazy hobo. He he kind of when he's when he's playing short people, at least in the original video, he's basically like just closing his eyes, mumbling it weirdly. <laughs> like it's just got his, he's got his eyes closed, like swaying back and forth in front of the piano. Singing I, I love, his hatred of short people. <laughs> I love that mad TV sketch with uh where they have oh, him Will like Sasso. <laughs> And he's like teaming up with Rob Zombie. <laughs> he's singing that every few minutes. Rob Zombie's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my R2D2. R2D2. You and me too. You are me too. <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right. Did they really get Rob Zombie or is it somebody impersonating him? Oh, no, somebody impersonating. I'm going to send you both of those things. Oh, That's such so an good. unappreciated show. Oh, Mad TV. Yeah. There's a skit that I will watch about once a year. They had, they got Billy Barty to come on and they had a, a practical joke gimmick where they had Mike Tyson. They were going to scare Mike Tyson to have Billy Barty hide in his punching bag. So they get, <laughs> they get legit Billy Barty and he climbs inside his boxing. Uh, he's in a duffel bag. He climbs out of the duffel bag and he gets inside Mike Tyson's punching bag and they have, the the guy like the only black guy in Mad TV is playing Mike Tyson. He comes out and he beats the crap out of the boxing bag, and they're like, "Oh wait, there's a surprise!" They unzip it and the hamburger falls out, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the joke is that he just he punched Billy Barty to the point where he just turned into Tommy, <laughs> and it's the stupidest thing, but it cracks me up every time I watch it. Oh God. Good. Oh dear! from so you that I just heard. Ah, uh, that wasn't on my end. Oh, I don't know. I I sniffled. <laughs> is that your cat, Mike? Is that uh, 
Rufus? No, no, he's he's sleeping downstairs. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to blame Randy. Are you guys ready for the Hall of Fame? Indeed. I I'm going to I'm going to make a Hall of Fame suggestion okay. that I just thought of oh. based on our previous conversation. All right. Oh, okay. Why don't we each nominate uh, a best playset of all time? Oh shit! Oh, that's uh, the oh. The only thing I'm going to take off the table, just because I feel like any one of them would sweep the floor, is Masters of the Universe. Yeah, plus we've already yeah. had Snake Mountain win before, so. And, you know, if, if Skull goes against anything, you know it's going to win. Right. Yeah, that's not even a contest. That's not fair. Um, all right, I think we're all going to be fighting for the same one, though. Uh, it's that is that is one of my all-time favorites but i had a different one in mind well dawn won in the nicholas cage action figure <laughs> of course. uh so the cameron poe hot toys figure won and of course he did because it's nicholas cage he likes tree bark and shortbread um <laughs> so that would mean that dawn gets to go first but Don's only here in spirit. So well, Josh, Don's going to nominate shortbread because uh, you know it just it makes her really happy. Uh, whenever she goes over to England, she likes to get a can of shortbread and just take a bite, and it makes her feel really happy and uh, like like Don Cage. <laughs> uh, Josh, it was your birthday last week, so why don't you go? Because you weren't here to nominate your pick. And, so and by you. the way, kudos, kudos to uh, I realized after I, I had mentioned it that uh, I didn't specify which one. So, yes, you picked the absolute right one. Oh, I knew that that's what you wanted. I, I had that feeling, but still and, had to say kudos <laughs> and kudos to Don for not throwing you under the bus. Because I totally wouldn't have picked what you picked. I would have been like, <laughs> Josh nominates the butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> Josh would like to nominate Doodle Bear. <laughs> oh yeah, Doodle Bear. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, what's your pick? Um, I'm gonna have to go with something that I still, to this day, regret not hanging on to, uh, because it was one of my all-time favorite playsets, the Technodrome. Yeah, that's, that's up there for me. It was, I uh, honestly, it was between between the Technodrome and the Firehouse, because mm. I have um, a special love of that Firehouse. But I never played with the Technodrome. Never touched it. Never saw it. Oh, it was a great playset. I had the Turtle Air, but by the Technodrome, by the time the Technodrome came out, I was kind of out of turtles, and I had um, I had a friend who had the Firehouse, and he would let nobody touch it. He was one of those kids like, you can't play with my toys. So it was always like, look, but don't touch. And it was on like a nice table. It was pristine. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Um, that firehouse might still be in mom's garage. But you don't have Eternia. No, no. I know Eternia. I know all of Eternia that is still mine technically is is here with me. 
So. Okay. Um, Mike, I'm going to go next. So you have permission to pick what you, I know you would, what you're going to pick, but I'm going to pick Mangalore Mountain. Oh, okay. Oh. In honor of long lost show guest, Mangalore, the merciless, <laughs> disembodied wish granting kitty diddling head <laughs> that we should bring back at some point. Uh, I have to remember how to do the voice modula- modulation and uh, audacity. I think but, Mang- Mangler needs to meet Timmy. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> that would be a huge pain in the ass to produce. But I would totally do it. Um, yeah, Mangler Mountain. I never actually owned it because it was like early 80s, but I had a friend who had it and I loved playing with it. And just the whole gimmick of rip this guy apart and dunk him in lava. And yeah. he's supposed to reform, but surprise, gotcha. It's still just a ripped apart piece of shit. <laughs> but I love the concept of a volcano with slime lava and yeah. this cage that's like it's so temple of doom. But uh that's my pick. Leaving open a certain G.I. Joe pick, Mike, if you wanted to take it. Surprisingly, I'm not. I'm not oh. gonna take G.I. Joe, nor am I gonna take Ninja Turtles. Uh, because I did I did think Terradrome and Sewer Lair that those were but there's one other place that it won't beat the Technodrome. I thought you were gonna take the Echo Fighters. Uh, zombie lab oh no no no! there's there's one one elusive place uh, that it, i don't think it'll beat anything but is one of the best freaking place that's ever produced and that is the fortress of fangs oh dude and dragons that i i'm voting for that i mean god damn it that how, might beat the technodrome <laughs> i mean that it had everything it had trap doors it had crushing walls you know it had a slide into lava you know, it had treasure. There, there was a gargoyle. There was dropping axes and and maces. It was insane. I loved that place. That's so much. Plus, it came with a free bump of cocaine. Well, yeah. I mean, you had to <laughs> get that, you in the mood. Man, I remember when I got that, and I played with it forever. Like I got rid of Castle Grayskull, Snake Mountain, and I kept Fortress of Fangs. And I'm still mad I that I sold it because Mike, I would have given it to you in a heartbeat. Oh, I wish I still had it. it. That was one of those toys that I, I played with until it was falling apart. Like literally the, the stalactite teeth were falling out of the, the head. Um, and my mom and dad were like, you know, they were trying to convince me to cut back on my, my toys because, well, <laughs> you can only have so much room as we all know. And, uh, it had not been played with for a long time. It had been kind of sitting in my closet kind of broken so it was one of many things that I agreed to get rid of um, when I was kind of transitioning more into playing with video games and reading comic books anyway. But man, do I miss it. <laughs> so here's a question. Did you sell it or did they throw it out? I think they just gave it to Goodwill. Like, Cause, man, I would love if I could go back in time to my memory, to the things that I sold at garage sales to see if I actually sold that shit to my time traveling self, because <laughs> that's do know what I, I would do if I had a time machine. I, I would just go get all that shit that I got rid of. Oh, hell yeah. I did sell the Technodrome. I remember selling that because that was one of those things that just like it. I mean, it it took a lot of or not the Technodrome, the Terradrome. Uh, it, it took a lot of space up and, you know, while it was a very fun playset, it was mainly just the top layer that I had fun with, with the, the opening firebat doors. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, it's a big circle. 
So it's like it was always kind of hard to like figure out where to set it up and like how to play it. Um, and then I slowly kind of moved away from from playing with it. So I was like and there was a kid offering me like 10 bucks for it. And, you know, dumb 12 year old Mike was like, OK, I got to go play Terminator 2 at the arcade. Exactly. <laughs> you can't beat Fortress of Fangs. It had that spike wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Trust and I'm, I still wish that the, the second place that got made because all there are are the prototype pictures from from Toy Fair. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to know, like, there's the three, <laughs> the three like chambers. I'm like, what was in there? <laughs> it drives me nuts. You know, they'd never do it. But if NECA, <laughs> I would shit myself. Cool. Yeah, if they actually did a Fortress of Fangs big enough to fit the six inch figures that they're releasing, you know, it would be like 300 bucks, you know, or more. No, I could picture like a Super 7 doing that mm-hmm. and having it be like 500 and up. Yeah, because that's just their their MO. But it'd be one of those things where you'd be like, I don't have the money for this, but I have to have this. Mm hmm. Um, God damn it. That's such honestly, a I. I just wish freaking Hasbro would just redo the line. Like, even if they just wanted to re-release the originals, like, oh, here, here's classic Dungeons and Dragons toys. Fucking do that. But yes, I would love it if they did another three and three fourth inch line of Dungeons and Dragons toys and gave us even an updated Fortress of A. I even take a new one like, you know, with and I know new play sets can never shake a stick to the older play sets. But fuck, I'd even take a new one. Let, let me ask you a question before we wrap up here. You can only have one. Would you want a new Tiamat or a new Fortress of Fangs? Fortress of Fangs. Really? Hand, hands down. Yep. I Tiamat's great. The, but... the Tiamat kind of sucked in delivery, but mm-hmm. the concept of it was awesome. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. The, the Tiamat is freaking badass, but it, there's there's so much nostalgia tied to Fortress of Fangs. And I'm like, yeah, I I would have to take that. I remember I went to the dentist, had no cavities. And my dad was like, all right, let's go to Toys R Us. You pick out a toy. Mm-hmm. And I remember this is bad. Maybe it was one of the other offshot toy stores. But I remember walking through the toy aisle. And this is when the clearance would just hang around forever until somebody bought it. And I saw Fortress of Fangs on clearance. Oh, and it was like the same price as like a new G.I. Joe vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, could I get this? This looks cool. And he was like, all right, whatever. Twelve bucks is twelve bucks. Yep. And I, I took it, you know. Because it had a slide. That's when I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and then ended up loving it. And I never made the connection that all my rubber LJN Dungeons and Dragons guys played with that. Yep. It was just this weird off brand Playset for my G.I. Joes to get murdered in. <laughs> There's murder the, fortress. <laughs> the one uh, like clearance find that I still think about to this day that I never bought and I'm bummed that I never bought them was uh, the Power Lords um, or was it Lords of Power? Lords of Power or Power Lords? The, the, I think it's Lords of Power, right? Yeah. Adam Power and all that. Yep. Yeah. Lords okay. of Power. I'm getting my power my, lords, whatever. Yeah. Adam yeah power. I'm getting them mixed up, but they did the very end of that line. They had this, this group of figures 
that were basically like a giant upper body on tank treads. So they had like a robot. They had like a devil guy, like some weird blonde giant. Um, I want to say there was like a green monster or something. But they were uh, they were basically like if you guys remember the video game Smash TV, they were like the boss of Smash TV. <laughs> and um, I love that game so much. Oh, dude, me too. Twin stick shooters were were awesome in the arcade. But yeah, I, I remember Total Carnage too. Sorry. Yeah, another great one. But like there was a there was a clearance store, and I remember it was on Niagara Falls Boulevard. It was a little past where brand names used to be. Okay. Um, there was this little clearance store, and it, it had like a just random assorted crap. But there was a little toy section, and I remember going there with my mom and looking at the devil guy, and my mom was a little like, eh, I don't like it. it's a devil looking guy. She didn't want me to have it. So then I grabbed the robot guy, and I was like, What about this guy? And she was like, Well, we could go to Child's World, and you could look at GI Joes, and I'm like. All right, let's go get G.I. Joe. So I went and I did get G.I. Joe. So I ended up getting hit and run and Hydro Viper. I remember that very clearly. But God. I still am pissed that I never got that robot tank tread monster. <laughs> Mike, you made the right choice. Because yeah, Hydro Viper I, and hit and run are like essentials. But I probably would have got them anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like I probably yeah. would have eventually got those for a birthday. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny you mentioned Hydro Viper. When I first looked at the packaging for the new Mindbender, I saw the pitchfork. And I was like, is that the Hydro Viper pitchfork gun? Like, I got excited. But mm. it's because of the Dr. Mindbender Atlantis aspect to building Serpentor. Yeah. And there's, like, more of it. And it's, like, Poseidon's spear. And I was like, son of a bitch. Because, you know, they like to sneak in, like, upcoming yeah. characters in the packing art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, everybody. That was Randy Newman. <laughs> and Count Creepyhead saying thanks for listening. We're going to be back next week with some special Masters of the Universe content for you, or very soon, uh, among other things. So thanks for listening. Uh, and fuck but, short people. Don't forget to make a trip to Camp Creepy Pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Creepy Pants for the short kids. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. The guy, little hand, the guy, little feet, the guy, little boy, the girl, pee, pee, pee. <laughs> Don't want no your people around here. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Count Creepy dot com
on the World Wide Web. Must I say it again? Did you not listen? Count Creepy. C-O-U-N-T-K-R-E-E-P-Y. Ah.